but chugging the amount that is uh, possible it's submerging yourself through the like like hydrostatic pressure going through your asshole of beer is like taking <laughs> is like giving a gram of lsd to an eight-year-old <laughs> i think now we have our opener <laughs> we just got the opener boys Welcome to the pod. We're Dylan and Joe, and today we'll be looking at the Gilly lifestyle of the only guy I can think of who made it famous for escaping out of milk cans with our friend Skip. <laughs> Skip, who are we talking about today? Oh, fucking Mr. Harry Houdini. The hairiest of Houdinis, my friend. The very same. The very same. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to be diving into the world of escaping and uh, magicians and probably the most famous ma magician in world history. I can't think of anyone more synonymous with the name of magic uh, than Harry Houdini. And we have our second special guest that we've ever had. We've had uh, one person on a couple of times, but we're more than happy to welcome. It's uh, Alex Wheeler, a.k.a. Skippy, a.k.a. Oh, my God, it's Skippy. AKA, AKA Skip Ruiz, one more AKA time. the very best, AKA the Sundance Kid. One more? No. All right. Hi. Thank oh, you. Yeah. And Skip. Don't forget <laughs> Skip. He also goes by Skip sometimes. Skip. I don't think Skip, you said that sometimes. yet. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. That's all right. Hi. Thank you guys for having me very much, man. I'm blessed to be here drinking beers with a couple guys just trying to have fun on a Wednesday talking about the hairiest. <laughs> you know what I mean? The hairiest. That's what it's all about. Welcome That's to the it. basement, man. We Thanks, love to have man. you. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me, for real. I appreciate it. So what the fuck? What's going on? What's up with Mr. Harry Houdini? How are we starting this off right now? Because this is, this is, I wasn't honestly not prepared at all. So let's just fucking. Hey, let's just make it happen. This guy, this guy uh, originally went by Eric Weiss and he's from Budapest, Hungary. And he was born to a soap maker. Sometimes, sometimes soap maker, which is my favorite part. Um, based off of a very Tyler Durden of him, part-time soap maker. His dad also hosted a fight club at night, but new rule number one and two was don't talk about it. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about the soap. And you won't don't find that on Wikipedia. Talk about fight club. Um, and I also heard that he wasn't, uh, I mean, the nicest way to say it is he's a pretty shitty rabbi too, right? Like he was a rabbi. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Eric Weiss changing his name to Harry Houdini, just another one in the long line of Jewish entertainers changing their name for show business. It's a sad, <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs. The American public won't accept them. It's just, it's wrong. I'm glad that we live in a new world now where uh, Harvey Weinstein can publish his name with pride and not be judged. I'm glad I mean, the world's changed since the early 1900s, you know? And this was, this was what year? 1897? He was the born in 1874 in Budapest, Austria-Hungary, which is now no up. longer a country, but it's that long ago that there was still a country called Austria-Hungary because the World War I hadn't happened yet. Hmm. Archduke Franz Ferdinand was probably learning how to tie his shoes. Nary a thought about being murdered <laughs> by the Black Hand in years to come. But that's a whole other podcast. And and this this podcast because we're we're gonna go deep into really who Harry Dini was, what he did, this type of stuff, 
And it brings us back to a quote from the Godfather that I wanted to reference today that I saw on TikTok. And it's, (laughs) anyways, to quote the Godfather, um, which ties right into our boy, Eric Weiss, also known as Harry Houdini. Mm -hmm. Great men are not born, great men are made. And Harry Houdini is quite the example of this. He was born of a sometime soap maker and he became the most famous magician in the world. And still a legend. Absolutely. Definition of make your own destiny. Not only mm-hmm. that, the Lapon being an, uh, an Eastern European immigrant of a Jewish family moving to America in 1878, they moved to Wisconsin, which is still kind of a rough place if you're an immigrant, I'd imagine, because of the uh, demographics that are there now, but it's, you know, especially back then. And they did have uh, a closely knit Jewish community around them. His father, who was a rabbi, had a synagogue to go to. But I mean, you, you get where they're getting good around at that time. And they kind of had to scrape by at first, especially with having seven kids and moving from Eastern Europe to America, not an easy uh, upbringing to get through. But pretty early on, Harry Houdini, where at the time was Eric, uh, was already a performer. By nine years old, he was already performing a trapeze act as Eric the Flying Prince. I mean, these kids were already into performing art and trying to make money off it at a very young age. So he wasn't exactly um, an out-on-his-luck guy in his late 30s who decided to try his hand at breaking out of handcuffs. I mean, this guy was a born performer, even though you know, he became a great uh, magician at some point. I think he was kind of had this in him, uh, the idea that he wanted to get out there and, you know, do wacky stuff in front of people. You said at nine? nine yeah, years nine old? years old, he, he had a trapeze act on Eric the Flying Prince, he called himself. He went Eric? by like a hundred different names in his life, including Eric Weiss, which he didn't change until <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, about 20 years after. Well, later on, it's the evolution of advertising. I mean, I've gone through this a million times with different companies where they're like, let's be Eric the Flying Man. Is that what you said? Or Weiss the Flying Boy? What'd you say? <laughs> Eric the Flying Prince. <laughs> okay, of course. Eric the, He's the Prince. He's royalty. Weiss the it. Flying Boy. I, I mean, love Eric. Weiss the Flying Boy. I love it. <laughs> no, no, Weiss is too, again, it's, it's too ethnic for uh, 1875. Eric sounds okay at the time. Yeah. You know? yep. So <laughs> Eric the Eric. Flying Boy? <laughs> What you said it before when I said is Prince. <laughs> Eric the Flying Prince. Okay. All right. So just to go about advertising. So like, what would you remember? Clearly, you don't remember Eric the Flying Prince. Clearly you remember you. Houdini. Houdini becomes the, the image, the name, the dream, the empire. Houdini, not, Houdini, the flying not, magical man. Houdini. Oh, not not Eric the Flying Prince. Exactly. So that's why companies become the Googles, the Amazons, the fucking Venmos. Yeah. Not, yeah, not yeah. Eric the Flying name was, Boy. Are you looking for something? Type it in the bar here. It'll be yeah. called a search bar in the future. Way too wordy. Annoying. Now you say yep. Google it. That's marketing. You know. Yeah. Just like Houdini means magic guy. So mm-hmm. what we're saying is Eric the Flying Prince is more Ask Jeeves and Houdini <laughs> yes. is, is Google, right? That's what we're getting you, at here. Do you that guys is remember? one-to-one comparison. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Do you guys remember knowing people or someone's mom or dad at their house where they'd be like, let's pull up Ask Jeeves and ask it a question. I'm like, I don't think that's what it's for. You're like, hey, be like, Ask Jeeves, like, what is the temperature out? It'd just give you a link, like five different links to yes. different like weather.coms. Yeah. Like yeah, you don't exactly. ask it questions. It just- They ask Jeeves like they ask Siri now. <laughs> yeah, yes. Ask Jeeves, exactly the perfect- Even Siri still fucks it up and they acted like that was Siri in the year 1998. Like Listen, that. Jeeves was ahead of his time, man. I don't mean to get too <laughs> off topic, but Jeeves was- 
Jeeves was doing it before Google was even a fucking hot twinkling. Take. Hot my take. mom's yeah. eye. I'm just saying. Just yeah, well, I think they're they're pretty much the same popularity when they first were sprouting up. Yep. I mean, my mom and I first used dogpile.com. For oh my you shitting God. me? Yeah. yeah, that was the dog first one. They're, they're like, it's called dogpile. So the internet's a vast place. You know the name of the website. Click on this. All you do is type a word into dogpile, and they'll oh. show you a website that's like it's kind of similar to, and you can find it that way. It's called Holy a hell. search bar. Dogpile. That is Dog fucking pile. insane. That's, it's, that's so it probably old. got bought up by Yahoo because Yahoo was a huge search engine at the beginning too because Google was much smaller than Yahoo. <laughs> Still a piece of shit, just yeah. to reference. <laughs> it still sucks. <laughs> still sucks. Hey, we're Yahoo. Let's file a dog pile just because we want to like take it all in. <laughs> it yeah, I mean, it? Yahoo literally had the power <laughs> to buy sucks. up Google when Google started and it would have been the be- I mean, they would have ruined Google. I'm glad Yahoo didn't buy Google. I can't believe Yahoo's yeah. still around. Oh, man, so Joe, Joe, so so, so we don't go too crazy. Who's Dash? So Dash is Eric's brother. I, I actually right. don't have his name written down here, but he he also came I up do. with the name himself. So when they started Hardeen. performing uh, magic acts together, uh, him and his brother, that's when he came up with the name Harry Houdini. It was uh, based off of a famous French magician named Jean-Eugène Robert Houdin. And that's when he came up with the idea of being uh, Harry Houdini, like an alliteration, like I'm Harry Houdini, the magician. And obviously, like you said, marketing, perfect name for that. There's more to it than that, too. And uh, and that's when his brothers changed his name um, from some kind of crazy Austria-Hungarian name to Dash, because it sounds more like fantastical, too. Would you like to elaborate? I will definitely elaborate on that. So um, I'm not as good as you. I didn't go to college. Uh, um, <laughs> for the record, n- none of us graduated college, so no one's playing the smart card. That's here. not true. <laughs> graduated with my master's certificate from community college. <laughs> I, uh, mm-hmm. um, my bad. They Jean... do all the PhDs at community college now, do they? They do. They do. That's my Great. mistake. Now I feel like an asshole. <laughs> as long as we're not that like Marine Corps guy who has like, I went to the school of Fort. Uh, hard knocks paris uh paris <laughs> island hard knocks yeah as long as you're not that guy with the bumper sticker it's fine um so yeah he named himself after jean eugene robert houdin and he uh who uh, uh fucking eric decided that, that he loved his book um that he wanted to be just like this guy so he talked mm-hmm. to his friend who said if you add an i to the end of houdin the i represents like so it's like like houdin which is not at all true. So he named himself Houdini. I was about to believe you, but I'm like, I don't know that. I mean, it, it sounds more Italian than French. That's, that's all I thought. Yeah. I thought he wanted to be like, yeah. the great Houdini. It sounds like yeah. a Camonini Cappuccino. I'm the Houdini. <laughs> it's like you're like an Italian, like phantasm snake oil salesman. Like I totally mm-hmm. picture like the guy being like, everyone come by, buongiorno, buongiorno, bring here the He sounds like he's like an Italian, like, uh, you know, big show, big top circus guy. Great name. <laughs> nope, it's a uh, a friend who said it's French for like, and if you add at the end of Houdin, you'll be Houdini, and it was just not wow. true, and that started the empire of Houdini. Off of Way a, to stumble off into of a, a great friend idea. who said, right? Yeah. So so Dash, um, yeah, so Dash is another evolution of the brother of Houdini, um, and originally I forget his 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 actual first name, but. He first went by Hardeen, which uh, which Harry gave him the name Hardeen, and he was the first guy to actually escape in front of actual people, not behind a box or a curtain or whatever it is, out of a straitjacket. And that's what wow. he's most famous for, besides being wholeheartedly acknowledging of the fact that he's the brother of Houdini. 
Mm-hmm. He was relatively yeah. successful too, wasn't he? I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think he sucked. Yeah, he sounded yeah. pretty good. Yeah, no, he actually yeah. ended up having his own uh, career as an escape artist. Um, you know, going alongside basically like, hey, we can't, you can't sell at the same years at the same time, but I mean, you can you know, tag along after the tour, or you can sell a different state. They weren't ever in direct competition with each other, strangely enough, especially because a lot of shit happened with her. Oh. You could have seen them bumping heads, including with him. Uh, Eric's girlfriend ends up marrying Houdini. Shit like that. Mm-hmm. You can definitely see it going sour. Money problems, whatever. But they end up, you know, generally being friends their whole life and, and performing independently of each other and with each other. And it didn't end up that bad. They actually both ended up pretty successful. everybody's what's that thing everybody's if you like three three shades of kevin spacey or something what's that called where like, yeah, yeah yeah that's exactly right except yep, it's, it's except except uh isn't, it's not kevin spacey isn't it kevin the, the basketball <laughs> nope you nope you, nope, you got it right the first time you shitting me no no three shades of kevin spacey it's not kevin spacey it's the it's the guy in basketball it's six it's degrees in... to seven bacon <laughs> to kevin bacon rather to seven bacon. <laughs> that's what I, I thought you were serious because i was like oh, well I, I was so bacon. funny i, I wanted you to keep rolling with it, it sounded i just good. think i just couldn't think of kevin bacon's name so it just kept three degrees it's, it's three spacey. teenage boys that are 50 shades of gray with kevin bacon Six degrees to seven Harry Hardinis. All right. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Uh, Do you want to see my boner just here? Oh, God. Oh, that's too too rich, man. Don't. All right. So, so Dash Dash is not um, as crazy, but he is funny. And one of the funny things that he did do is since they both obviously moved to Wisconsin from um, Budapest, uh, they got to pretend or or lie that they're American citizens and create like a new birth certificate type of thing when they immigrated. Yeah. And And now I find it's quite difficult. I don't think it's that easy. I'm still trying to forge my birth certificate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at the very least you have to go back to the city that you were actually born in to get your fucking social security card or whatever it is. What's that? What kind of bullshit is that? I don't know. But if I if I had to get a like if I went to the R and B and they're like, can we um can we see your birth certificate like for whatever reasons? I'd be like, yeah, sure. Here's a copy of the. No, we need the original. I'd be like, well, I don't I don't fucking have. It's been 30, 29 years. I don't know what the fuck yeah. that is. They go, we need the original copy. You have to go to the city which you were born in to go get that copy, then bring that piece of paper to us. Like that's how it still works. Like isn't that ridiculous? Insane. It's that insane. Yeah, we'll go back to sure. Budapest. Luckily, yeah, I was Alex, born. I don't know, like I don't know, like the whole COVID thing now. But can you even get into East Bumfuck to get your service certificate, or is that that's a great awful. question? I mean, people are flying all over the place to go do whatever it is. But East Bumfuck is actually really close to where I am right now. So I know we're in the third tier of the, uh, you know, opening up. But I don't, I'm not sure if you can even get back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we find out the uh, travel restrictions East Bumfuck and see if the U.S. has any sanctions on it for buying? We'll, we'll put Russian them right missiles. up on the screen here. This, these are the- <laughs> for everyone's reference point oh there's so many tears that so 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 dash also known as hardeen also known as harry's brother um what he did on his birth certificate is is, because he's playing god for a second is that he selected february 29th as his new birthday to play a joke and i like you guys i like that attitude joe what's february 29th that's uh, a day that only happens once every four years leap day yeah oh I was gonna say it's a Friday. I don't know. <laughs> Possibly something like that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Wow. I'd be like, 
don't know. Is that the 69th day of the year, or the 40th <laughs> yeah. day of the year, or is in it Austria, Hungarian immigrants you know, like, yep. in 1978 had a better joke than you did, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> You're not lying. I'm not funny. I don't belong here. <laughs> I do like that doing that as a funny little thing. Like that's kind of the spirit of these two brothers, even though they're, you know, they go through all this kind of like wacky stuff, but that's like more of the spirit of the time. I mean, nowadays you, you, you know, forge your birth certificate. It's February 29th. It's like, ah, good joke. Kind of funny. But in 1978, people weren't funny at all. Like what a tricksy weird little thing to do to like be entertaining. Like that kind of spirit helped them become popular and drive ticket sales and get people in there that like kind of like outside of the box wackiness where now it'd be like a, you're another annoying TikToker. But at the time, it's like, no one does shit like this. You got to be like a freaky weirdo do shit like this. Mm-hmm. And it draws a lot of eyeballs. Back do you know the why time, they weren't as funny back then? What was that? Do you know why they weren't as funny back then? Why is that? Because there was clear evidence of a race of giants and they were very scared. <laughs> they, they didn't want to be crushed. <laughs> they would dig it up. They would dig up giant skeletons of human beings over seven to eight to nine to 13 feet tall every goddamn day. So of course they weren't funny because shit was real. Guys, go check out episode, what is that? Episode nine? Episode 10. Episode 10. Episode 10. Yeah, about giants. You're going to learn more about them in basements, but that's why these people were so terrified all the time. That Fucking makes huge sense. people all the time running around while people are trying to be magicians and <laughs> spiritualists and whatever the fuck. The hell so do they think they are. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime girl. So around the same time where he uh, he met um, Dash's girlfriend and decided to marry her within the span of a few months, I believe, Ooh. from him first meeting her to them getting Ooh. married. Um, so I'm sure the, the best no, man at the dude, wedding. it was less. It was like was 10 it, days or something, it was like, right? Really? I, I don't know. Like, guys, like don't quote that. It's not 10 days. It was like... Again, we'll put it up though. right here. It's right. Way it's fucking happened. less than a month and a half, but more than 10 days. Yes. It, wasn't, so, uh, <laughs> it wasn't morally correct is what we're getting at here all right yeah it Don't wasn't it wasn't 40 days but it wasn't 10 days but it's somewhere in there like 15 25 32 yeah, something like that. that it's really not yeah. a lot if that after happens his now, brother banged her yeah yeah exactly if that happens now not only did they get married in 10 days but um you basically took him from your took her from your brother I could bet my bank account on that wedding is not going to last. That marriage is not going to last very long. If, if a year, maybe mm-hmm. even two yeah. nowadays, but she was married to him until the day of his death. So it did wow. stick. What a time to be alive, huh? Who was hotter, uh, Harry or his brother? I'd say his brother. Uh, his brother was hotter. Like he looked hotter, like physically, but Harry was like hotter. He was, because- he was fat and overweight. Like he was sweating or he was like a good looking dude. No, his brother was good looking, like better okay. looking than Harry, I think. Like he's a little bit younger than him, but he just had like a he was like a more attractive guy. But Harry Houdini is Harry Houdini, so therefore, if I'm gonna suck someone's dick backstage, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it's best be, it's gonna be Harry Houdini, you know It's gonna yeah. be Harry's, yeah, exactly. But but best is best might pull that. Teach me how to escape like, my you know sexuality, what? Harry. <laughs> how can I break these shackles of modern ideas? Now you see my sexuality. Now you don't, Harry. But, I think I think best might pull that up in a fight sometime. Be like, hey, well, you know what? Well, I know that you hate that I don't do the dishes, but you know your brother's fucking better looking than you. And Harry just goes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, so, so. Yep, that's best. Mm-hmm. 
so uh so yeah so they got classic married. classic 1890s bitch just yeah fucking... and i guess so as far as we know harry and now <laughs> his his main feature that makes him so famous is um his escape artist acts when he first started out doing magic after his trapeze days as eric the prince of the air um <laughs> he started doing like the classic magic tricks like sleight of hand tricks card tricks and things like that but most magicians at the time said he was pretty not pretty bad at them like, he wasn't very amazing at card tricks at least not enough to bring in an audience at a place like coney island new york the more that you uh <laughs> get bigger at the time that was one of the biggest vaudeville places in the Wait, whole country and also the world what's behind you Oh, it's Coney Island, New York. Oh, oh, okay. I was just making sure. I'm sorry. I just wanted to just home, home of Nathan's hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Which is episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> we retread a lot of the same ground. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nathan's hot dogs, sword throwing, sword swallowing, mm-hmm. um, uh, fire breathing, roller coasters. Uh, I think the book, uh, like the five people in heavens place there. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on there. Yeah. I mean, that, that place is wild. We're after yeah. to do a podcast on that. It's some <clears throat> crazy place, but yeah, it really yeah. was the center of, you know, wacky entertainment, you know, pardon my language you know i'm very sensitive but uh it's the it's the place of the circus the freak show like the, mm-hmm. the wildness you go out and bring your kids there look at the bearded lady look at the man born with one arm what a freak i mean at the time now we'd be like this is monstrous to treat people that way but it's just such a novelty at the time <clears throat> people would go out there and the natural extension of that would be magic shows and things like that but harry found out that he wasn't so good at sleight of hand as he was about selling himself and he was almost as good at marketing, like you brought up before, Dylan, as he was taking handcuffs off himself. Because a big part of Harry Houdini was the naming, the advertising, the saying all these things. He would set up events just to get press. Obviously, you're going to impress people, but you could sell tickets later doing it. So he de- decided to transition over from sleight of hand magic to escapism and probably led on by, like you said, his brother Dash, who learned how to get out of a straitjacket, who would probably was, like you said, the first one to do it. That started to be his kind of uh, bread and butter. He also, at the time, did a, a, a fake psychic experience, much like other people were doing it in the height of spiritualism, the late 1800s. He would do a show where he'd you know, wear the, the turban and say, oh, I'm thinking of a name, and he'd guess it and do the whole thing. Like a big cold reading exercise before we got into his real shit, which was breaking out of handcuffs. That was his real shit. Straight jackets, handcuffs, tanks, whatever you want. He did all of it. And that's what made him huge, enough to be a world-famous uh, escape artist in a time where you have to wait for a boat to travel across the ocean to get a newspaper somewhere. So being world famous isn't the same as tripping, um, entering the Capitol steps on Instagram. You know, you have to actually be a big fucking deal at the time. So some of his famous escapes uh, go as follows. We have the, um, the milk can escape. That's one of his big ones. And now milk can for anyone who's younger than my grandmother is they used to have them outside <laughs> your house and the milkman would actually come by and fill up a big iron can with milk and you put the lid on it and you'd have milk there for the family for the, for the week or so, whatever. Uh, even after that, they brought milk bottles, but I don't know. How big is it? It's about the size of R2-D2, I, I guess. Actually, I, th- I, I, can't, I can't think of a better way to describe um, how tall it is. Yeah. R2-D2 is 100% exactly this oversized milk can yeah um, yeah but a human a little I mean, bit he, bigger like, than milk can actually but, i think yeah. the three of us here are about the same size as harry houdini he's somewhere around five eight you know mm-hmm. um and we, so it's 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 just big enough for us to fit into and with the top on yeah 
My grandmother had one uh, growing up outside the house. Didn't wasn't in use. Just she had it around, and every time you lifted up, without fail, salamanders would be under them. I don't know what it was about the humidity or like the coolness of it, but it was like lifting up a rock in a swamp. I'd find a salamander almost every time. It's weird. That is weird. I'm oh. also six three, just for the record. So <laughs> that's not true. It is too. It six three. That's for the record. That'll be on the record, and it's let the record show. on the record Skip. show. I am six foot, three thousand pounds right now. So that's what I mean. Yeah. And and uh, that's for anyone that's listening to the podcast. He's yes. not lying. I'm and not. anyone who's watching it, uh, you'll make this your own decision. This chair is fucking huge. So. Oh, you have one of those wacky rooms where everything's yeah, where every, exactly everything's giant. It was my just, theme for small. the Harry Houdini podcast because I'm also a musician, uh, musician, a musician. That's a musician, musician Ooh, and a new- magician. I know new. <laughs> Don't that's a new it. it's a new thing the magician it's a, it's, it's a new thing just like a it's a new thing just like a like a salamander if you will but we're gonna move on i know dude why'd you bring me why let am i here why am i here don't let me sit don't please dude listen my life's going to shit just continue with the fucking harry houdini <laughs> podcast <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I totally so he used to do a trick where he would, you would get chained up. Like every trick started, you have to bind his hands and feet, uh, usually with handcuffs and, you know, feet cuffs. I mean, you know, you've seen prison shows like that. It's when the chain goes between them each. We'll put the picture up of Houdini with the mm-hmm. chain. And so they put him in there. They fill the thing with water. Um, uh, and then he, they put the lid on top of him and he'd have to undo himself from the handcuffs and the feet feet uh shackles and then pop himself out and, you know it's obviously terrifying to do that i can't even imagine being in a milk can without handcuffs on and with no water in there i would have a panic attack and i'd freak the fuck out <laughs> speaking of milk cans so the only time that he failed the milk can escape was one of the times that they did an impromptu performance and the milk can was filled up with beer now strangely enough even oh, Houtini no. wasn't was a wacky individual he didn't drink alcohol as a teetotaler. So when he was submerged in alcohol, the amount that would have gotten into his ear canals and maybe his eyes and his mouth as he escaped was enough to start to get into his bloodstream. And you think about all of the pores that you, in your body that are filling up with that, it seems like a funny thing when you're diving in like in a- You missed a hole. I missed a few <laughs> holes. He missed a couple <laughs> holes. I missed a few. You missed his asshole, which is specific, which is really where which is really you where can get wasted. Yeah, that's you yeah. know more, more than likely that's really why he got fucked up because because of the uh, the, the bottom hole. Uh, so anyways, yeah, he got he got totally trashed and they had they had to pull him out. He almost drowned. Uh, he he didn't uh, actually get out on his own that time. And then you, you know realize what? why you do the same trick every time. You don't change it up, and that's a huge thing, with, especially with um, escape artists nowadays. It has to be all a controlled environment. You can't throw stuff at him. It's supposed to be. It's an amazing feat, but you perform it almost like a scientific experiment. Like it's supposed to go this way, this way, this way. I've trained this many times. This is how I do it. And that's how I pull it off. Okay. And we'll find out in his later life. But if you just go at someone and you go, oh, oh, you can escape from a milk tank. Take this and shove him in there. No, I can't do it. That If you kidnap me, I can't get away. Even though he would say, I cannot be held by any prison. I cannot be held. Yeah, he says that, but it still has to be like a show. You still set it up like a, an actual event. And magician's job is to make it look like they can do anything even though they can only do one specific thing that's amazing and houdini could only do those specific things because he was so well trained and so well practiced at it you can't just if you locked houdini in prison he wouldn't be able to get out i hate to ruin it for you maybe in 1910 he would I know, but now he couldn't get out no matter how because all you have to do is make it you know specific to what he is and he didn't you can't do any you can't do everything that's all i'm saying it's it's, I just, of, it's a show it's a show 
so Joe, so that's the milk can escape. Um, and he almost died. Um, Another one of his famous tricks is the suspended straight jacket tricks. We brought up briefly that yeah. straight jackets, um, his brother was the first one, as you mentioned, to, to pull off that trick. And it's been a trick mm-hmm. ever since. It's one of the most uh, famous escapism tricks in the world because the handcuffs is one thing, but the straight jacket, really just the visual of it being wrapped up, um, often used in the past in uh, sane asylums to protect people from. You, you picture it like in horror movies that it's protecting you from others, but it's really to protect them from themselves. People are self-harming and they, they wrap them up to do that. But anyway, especially at the time, you know, not a lot of people were even familiar with what the street jacket was. And he had a method in getting out of it. And he got so good at it that he figured it was too boring for people to show up and see that. So he started suspending himself from buildings and cranes. So he would do it upside down by his ankles and take the street jacket off of himself in the middle of the air and i got another marketing move by houdini he would often do it when he entered a city off of the top of the newspaper building so that he was for sure going to be a front headline because the guy outside of our building yesterday was hanging by his feet with straight jacket on he took it off how can you not put that in the paper then when he comes by next time mm. you're going to buy a ticket see the great harry houdini escape um hanging from the top of a skyscraper you know which at the time was not that maybe 20 stories or whatever but still pretty big if only Marilyn Manson was around back then. Oh, if only. He would have, only. He would have loved that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna and I haven't heard from him lately. Anything happened in the news lately that might make us not love him as much as we did? Recently? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, so him uh, and Kevin Spacey are still cool in our, in our eyes, right? Like, and Harvey Weinstein, they're all cool. Well, obviously, he's brave, so we got them. Yeah, they're all, they're all doing great. And things are looking up for all of them. This is why we couldn't put our podcast in uh, uh, educational on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. I was just saying, Marilyn Manson really likes to tie people up, and uh, we found that out. Like Marilyn- he's been telling us, <laughs> been telling us for twenty five years that that's what yeah, he's into. Anyone you can predict, uh, it's like, come on, he kind of said it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I like to. He's like, I, I, I'm telling you, I like to uh, cut my eyelids with a razor blade while I'm having sex, and everyone's like, <laughs> it's just him. It's something Shut that. Up, no, no, no. Crazy. That's something he like. He, he really loves. That. He loves that shit. Um, just like Houdini liked to suspend himself in a straitjacket from a building, hang upside down, <laughs> right. just as much. So, like I said, it became a famous mm-hmm. trick. I mean, uh, even modern uh, magicians now try to do it in like. <clears throat> you know, memoriam and homage to Houdini. Uh, Chris Angel did it uh, a couple years back. He wore two straight jackets front and back and he got hung from a crane on Bourbon Street in New Orleans and pulled the trick off. Just kind of a modern example of doing the same thing Houdini did a hundred years before. And uh, the actual world record for a straight jacket escape was set in 2014. And it was by an actual Italian man, not a fake Italian name, <laughs> Danilo Adiello. And it was in Italy, and he did it in 2.84 seconds. Jeez, what is the deal with that? And that was the official record. So they had the people there. They secured him you know, properly. They timed him to the whole thing. And it's less than three seconds to go out of that. So if he ever has a severe psychotic break, they're going to have to get more creative. That's all I know. <laughs> I hate to be the guy, but he got hanged, not hung. Nope. If if you if you were what? hung by your feet, you were hung like a like a picture. If you were hanged to death, that's when you're hanged. If you're hanged, you're going to die. If you're hung, you're just kind of hanging you're there. You're yeah, you're only hanged if you're oh. murdered. 
All right, guys. For anyone who doesn't know, this is that's the, what you get is, for trying this... to out Joe Joe. You don't out correct me. I'm the fucking douche. <laughs> I was on this shocked. Podcast. I was you shocked. Never correct me with petty Look, bullshit. I live I'm the one who's annoying guy. I'm I live in a guy. fucking city where people are like, oh, the witches are hung. Or, or they look at they got hung by that. It's like, no, I'm they're hanged. They were hanged. Exactly. They were wow. hanged. But they didn't die, so they were hanged. Until... Hanged. So you have to die to be hanged. Well, yes. you have to be, have a noose around your neck to be hanged. If you're just hanging out, you're not hung. No noose equals no hanged. Hey, man, that's what I always say when I'm having a party. No noose, dude. No hang, <laughs> no, no hang, bro. All right, well, that's what I hang. on the Dylan, the Dylan Joe podcast clears up hanged and hung. No, well, the- I'm hung, but I haven't been hanged or hung. <laughs> exactly. <Counted>. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. So, so that's a suspended straitjacket escape. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing I want to talk about. mm -hmm. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say is, is there's a lot of famous escape attempts and stunts. And I want to talk about the philosophy, philosophy behind why he, and what he did, but more, but before we go there, just one more quick little sneak peek into something else he did. Um, Because for some reason, I don't know about you guys, but there was like a phase in my life where I'd be like, Hey, let's play a game. Would you rather Jigsaw? Yeah, would you right? Yeah, for real. Pull up Jigsaw just because it's relevant. Yeah. (laughs) Um, would you rather butt chug 45 gallons of milk or hide inside of a dead bear caucus? Carcass. Carcass. Not the The Iowa bear caucus. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. You know, the, the political, the political caucus has been coming up. The cock, whatever. Um, okay, all right. So, Budshug, personally, let's say Budshug. Yeah, a gallon it's like of I milk. can't, I can't choose which one I want to do more. That all that sounds great. Budshug a gallon <laughs> of milk or hide inside of a dead bear for for like a day, and that's oh the my game. god, a day. I, You're making it easier to butchug it because if it, it's just can you butchug it six as hours. fast as you six can? Hours. Six, six hours. hours. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather do the bear. I'd rather I'd rather do the bear as well, or hide in the bear. Yeah, yeah right. So, you but like it, you know, you, it's like a, it's like a, it's like in the revenant, reverent, revenant, reverent. Yeah, yeah, you got it right. Yeah, revenant. Yeah. Which one? The revenant. It, it, the rev, the, the word revenant means like a yeah. dead spirit, like like a, uh, like a Okay. Grave. Well, the movie with Leo, he he cuts open um uh what is that a horse and he goes and sleeps in there. That's um, Star Wars, isn't it? Yeah, it's Star Wars and it's a tauntaun. Yeah, I think it's on. It's, it's on. Wait, I'm missing the joke. This is over my head. <laughs> well, I thought a joke. It happened in 1982 or 81. And the Empire Strikes Back. Star Wars did it first. The Revenant. Oh my god, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, 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 the like, uh, he's riding in the, the snow. Snow guy. Yeah. Uh, I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. Uh. He hides in the horse. So, like, I was playing a thing, and I remember, I remember telling, like, all sorts of people like hey would you rather hide like like sleep in a whale or mm-hmm. you know like cut your eyeballs out or something like i'd rather sleep in the whale um type of oh, thing i see where this is going oh yeah yeah so anyways so uh a certain somebody that we're talking about today uh had a similar mindset to me and and he decided um he hated uh, while he was hiding. in boston massachusetts uh 10 businessmen challenge him to escape from the belly of a whale classic story of um classic boston name? that could have happened last week in boston you know yeah, but the belly changed. of the whale what's that noah jonah's ark jonah jonah, jonah yeah. and the whale yeah so yeah he's doing noah it didn't jo- have any whales on his ark he's like you guys know, can man. swim get the yeah, fuck. Right. get off this you know ark 
Get off this arc, so, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Joe, he's just some. They're trying to do some Jonah bullshit, sure. and um, and uh, yeah. So they put him in handcuffs, which is a big thing he loved to do. Leg irons, and yep. then he the then they put him up. in a whale's belly, and then they sewed it up, and um, and it's time to escape, and he did. So um, while he was at the blowhole, or did he choose a different <laughs> exit? Well, I don't think you could fit out a blowhole, especially if you're leg shackled. Not with that handcuff. attitude, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You would never make a good Houdini, and neither would I. There's always a Guinness Bowl of Book of World Records for anything. So um, you you would. I I come straight out that blowhole, baby. You know that. God damn. You know what I'm saying? Come on, keep it rolling, keep it moving. We'll talk about I hope that would be the that'd be the easiest way out if you could tickle the whale and you'd shoot you out of there. It'd be kind of fun. <laughs> well, I think the whale was dead though. At the, yeah, right at the time. Right? The whale so was the blow, dead. The and blowhole the weird... wasn't functional at the time. It's more of an orifice. I'd say. Exactly. In, in the in an ideal world, he'd get eaten by a whale and get you know have to figure it out. But anyways, what right. the, in the, an it, ideal the interesting world, thing is, if everything was perfect, he would have been swallowed <laughs> by a whale and would have died because the story of Jonah isn't real. And if you get eaten by a whale, you die. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. For the most part, um, this is. Well, yeah, I mean, humans aren't the only one who have bellies that digest food. They don't just (laughs) hang out in there like a big pocket, like a kangaroo. You can't exactly get out once you get in. In whales, just ask the krill. How many tons of fucking krill a day? I mean, like a lot. Many, I'm sure. A lot. So, anyways, um, put that up. So, so our boy, our boy. so the whale was preserved, just like a dead human. Um, yeah, they used um, like uh, formaldehyde. Formaldehyde, right? Yeah. 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 So 15 minutes later, he um, uh, he emerged smiling and laughing. And uh, what they didn't realize is that he uh, pretty much suffocated from arsenic fumes um, because of the formaldehyde. And um, that's the story. So that's that's one of my favorite ones because it just reminds me of something I said, just like do with people. Like, hey, would you rather? be in a whale or a uh you know be in a burning car for four hours he did hundreds and thousands of stunts all together but the only other one i can think of that was his super famous one was another one where he uh you know tempted death because he did it so many times but the first time he ever did it was buried a live stunt we already did that one he butt chugged <laughs> a whole a whole milk milk tin of keystone light that's what that's what he did houdini you've seen me escape the beer but can the beer escape (laughs) harry hardini everybody super hardini so joe joe continue on harry sardini so so he did he did the buried alive stunt it was in santa Ana, california 1951 he was asked he asked people to dig a grave for him and bury him alive, much like you hear the old uh, tales of vampires and zombies and all that. Difference is, he wasn't in a casket. He was buried with his body under six feet of soil. And he became so exhausted and panicked as he clawed his way out of it that he was having a full-on uh, you know, meltdown when he got out of it. And they had to take him away to the hospital because he's freaking the fuck out. Obviously, why wouldn't you right. be panicking? I mean... It takes less than that to drive people completely insane. Uh, and I can't imagine the, the amount of fear. I mean, if you want to, if anyone's looking at how to, how to torture me a good way, it would be bury me alive. That'd be a good way to do mm. it. Uh, freak mm-hmm. fuck out, uh, for sure. Check. Completely awful. And naturally, after he did the stunt, he almost died. He never did the stunt again. Just kidding. He said, give me a brass coffin next time. <laughs> he did it again. 
He did it. He kept doing it. I mean, this guy is a maniac. After all the, you know, the, the milk jug thing, he did that again. The buried alive. He would just keep doing the stunts, even if they went wrong. He's like, well, I didn't die, did I? The whale thing. He would have done another whale if it got beached in, you know, New Haven instead of Boston. He's, he's fucking nuts. Um, Third time's a charm. So, yeah, the, the coffin that he used to do the buried alive trick in, the brass coffin, he actually, they did use that to transport him from uh, Detroit to New York after he died. Uh, it's kind of like an homage to him being like, oh, let's use his coffin, like the greatest no game. kidding. And oh, when they awesome. opened the coffin up in New York, he was gone. Just kidding. He was still in there. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing you can't escape, the Grim Reaper. The Grim Reaper. Yeah, you can't uh, yeah. Just to, for another reference for uh, modern magicians, David Blaine, inspired by that same buried alive stunt, um, instead of trying to escape it like Houdini did, though, he wanted to do more of an endurance challenge, and he went and buried himself. Uh, same thing, six feet deep, but he did it in a plexiglass coffin so that you could still see him for the TV cameras, and they put six feet of water above him so you could still be able to see down and look down into him. Did it for seven days straight. Didn't leave the coffin. All he did is uh, they had a straw for liquids and a straw for the liquids to go out. Mm-hmm. Didn't eat the whole week either. God damn. He it. peed out of a straw. <laughs> well, I'm sure it was more of like a catheter kind of device. But oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Same same kind of idea. Like they set it up so he could only drink and piss, and so he wouldn't get you know flooded in his own piss while he was there. But they didn't give him any food the whole time, and he didn't have any outside air besides they had like a snorkel for him in and out but he wasn't able to like poke his head out every day and kind of get like a breather and go back in he didn't leave that glass box for seven days straight on live camera show it like every other night they're like oh yeah it's eight o'clock don't forget david blaine's still buried in new york city we'll check him out for five minutes okay guy's crazy moving on but i just think it's cool that even a hundred years ago harry houdini is doing all these crazy stunts is still inspiring people nowadays to have to push the envelope and be more and more crazy even though they're doing relatively the same idea that houdini came up with all that long ago yeah i i completely agree i mean like what a interesting way to go about your life and to make an impact you know do some crazy stuff like this and 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 like what we've learned which kind of segues into our next topic is like he was really into a lot of different things uh uh suing competition who steal his tricks and also disproving the spiritualism that we talked about in last podcast. Um, he really wanted people to know that this is not the bullshit of the decade that or sorry, the century that was going on in the 1800s and the early 1900s. Like he wanted mm-hmm. people to know like, hey, this is um, magic is magic. Um, but uh, interestingly, um, two things. Um, in that time, he invested money in other people's magic tricks. So you can actually buy, um, he would like buy tricks or put money in other people's tricks to, to, to be able to get the, the secret to what that was. That was the early yeah. days. But it's more that, of like an old version of show business, but it, it still used to happen the same way for stand-up comedy and music where people would be mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to buy that joke from I'm going to buy that trick from you. Yeah. And if you're just like, you know, a penniless magician, you have an amazing trick and Houdini comes up to you and goes, I want to pay you $500 for your trick. You can still do it, but I want to know how to do it. You're going to take the money. Mm-hmm. You can eat for you Hell know yeah. a whole year oh, with yeah. that kind of money. Why not? Those, you know? those guys might make, make more money selling tricks than performing them. You know, right. Most of them, so, I'm sure, would. <laughs> if you're great at it, but you're not great at marketing and being famous, you might be a better magician than you are a marketer. And mm-hmm. in that case, give it to Houdini, you know? Yeah, yeah, Maybe exactly. A comedy so, writer. Maybe you're not Kevin Hart, but when Kevin Hart goes on the roast of Donald Trump or whatever, he has 10 guys go up with him and they all help him out writing the jokes. Not that he's not a great comedian, but it's like, 
hey, you're not yeah. Kevin Hart. So if you can write a joke for me, I'll pay you, you know, 10 grand to help me out. Why not? Yeah, I mean, it's how Lady Gaga got to uh, the way she is. I mean, didn't she write for Britney Spears and all this other shit for years before she made her own songs, right? It's like uh, the same I, thing. I think she won American Idol. Are you shit? No, no. Is this serious? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, God damn, I thought she no, was the one I'm from kidding. Yonkers. Bradley Cooper like... won American Idol. It was a dumb <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss by wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. So we'll link him up. Houdini worked really hard. He spent, he toured the United States exposing the methods of, of like fraudulent spiritual mediums. Mm-hmm. Again, these are, these are the, uh, uh, I was going to say contortionist. charlatans, snake oil salesmen, the same thing that I was getting, you know, all yes. heated about last week. Just people who were robbing people of their money by saying they could talk to past loved ones and things like that. And they weren't making a fortune, but they were taking what little money people had um, who've all suffered an awful loss. Yeah. And they were claiming that they were legitimately talking to dead people, which a lot of magicians even now are, are capable of acting like they can do that they can put on a show where they say i'm going to talk to dead people i'm going to guess things about your relatives things like that but after the show's over they go and that's the show it was all a big show i didn't really do it it seemed like it. it's interesting but i didn't actually talk to your family it's all a show that's the whole thing and that's why a lot of magicians back then even now for sure want to separate themselves by from these charlatans and saying i can pull off those tricks because they're tricks it's all entertainment it's a fun show but when you cross the line to saying, no, but I actually can do magic. Now you're not only, you know, selling the name of magicians, you're also, you know, tricking people who are sometimes at the worst moment of their life, which is why the American Magician Society, which Harry Houdini ended up being the president of at some point, made it one of their big goals to try to, you know, you know, basically pull the fucking trigger and, uh, you know, ring the bell on the, what is it? Blow the whistle. Thank you. On all these operations, (laughs) Harry Houdini would go in there in disguise and act like he wanted to be part of the seance and he'd blow the whole thing up. He'd be like mirror there, cold reading here. Cause if you're an expert at it, you can find all those tricks. So he'd go in there, blow it Mm -hmm. up. They get mad. And obviously you can't really sue people out of becoming, you know, psychics because it's still legal to be a psychic now. And it's still legal to lie to people and say, you can talk to their dead children and grandparents and things like that. But Oddly enough, they did get a piece of legislation passed in Washington, D.C. only where you can't you still can't claim to talk to people who are dead because of a weird law that that society Mm. helped pass in D.C., which I don't know if it's worth passing the law on that. I think it's one of those things where it's better just to educate people than it is to try to make people make it illegal for people to hear things. I think it's always better to get all the information out there and then let people know about it rather than blocking them from the information. Um, Because that often just leads people wanting to be more curious about it. Specifically, Houdini's brought into this is because his his number one fan, his like real love was his mother. Um, He he, they 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 really it's pretty clear that he was like um, his mother meant more to him than his wife Bess, and she died. And he he did some sort of a séance or something like that with her, and it really just pissed him off. I think so. And on top of the fact that people try to disprove him as a magician and a um performer um to tie to actually tie him into the same type of category as as like the spiritualism uh group and he's like i'm not that and specifically yeah, i think you're right because he what he did he want to yeah. separate himself because he was categorized in the same level where he's really more of a circus performer and mm-hmm. he wanted to um 
show people that, Hey, it's actually, I'm actually just a fucking tough ass who, um, who, yeah, I was locked in this, uh, milk carton can, uh, can, um, for, for that amount of time. And it was really tough. And I, I emerged sweating my fucking balls off because yeah, I was buried sucked. alive and I had to dig myself out with my own hands. I actually did it. I'm not lying I, to you. I yeah. actually had to do that. You had to watch me do it. And statistically, it's kind of crazy. If you think about it, most people don't even sh- shovel their own driveway. You know, they yeah. hire someone. So it'd be most like, hey, I'm going to bury myself. Of, yeah, most no people one are does six that. feet of soil. Yeah, they usually don't get out of it because it's usually part of the plan. Yeah, so he's just doing <laughs> things that most people don't do, but the human body and mind is incredibly motherfucking capable. And he's somebody who just says, I'm going to, one, do two things. Do it, and two, put myself in situations where there's a, a, a significant risk. You know, like that's not something people do a lot. If there's any, you can do things that no one does. Like most people don't go on, you know, like a small portion of, of citizens go mountain hiking, for example. Most people don't. Um, it's still millions of people a year, but it's way less than the whole population. But I know for a fact that's, that's millions a year and it's still a small percentage. I know people don't put six feet of dirt on top of them every day and try to get out of it. He's a small percentage, if not the only person a year doing that. So I He's think it's a get... very safe assumption to make. I think that very yeah. low percentage of all humans ever do that every year. So he's just doing shit people don't do. And it's, and it's hard stuff that isn't just like a, you know, a thing that's, that there's risk involved and it's a difficult task. And that's what got him to where he is on top of a couple other things where we didn't really have a category for this, but like, Joe, you mentioned it earlier, you know, his ankle, um, his ankle, his cheek is, uh, where else? Um, ankle, cheek, hip, maybe? No, I, I read ankle and cheek. But what am I talking about? I don't know what you're talking about at all. You do. He um, would. He had fake body parts. <laughs> he said you, you mentioned it. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I said he used to hide. He had hide keys and lock picks to try yeah. to act like. But he, yes. he, that's not fake body parts. You're no, he he had he would have a he would put he would like glue on and like a skin. Uh, type of membrane over his ankle that had a lockpick in it mm-hmm. um, or in his in his cheek he would do the same thing he would like kind of just stuff in like a, a cheek material type of thing yeah with yeah a lock like, pick or a saw. Part of, like the hiding of the the, the item yeah so he'd be like, like ah, check everything ankle. i got nothing i'm picturing like a prosthetic leg and he's like look at me no. Oh, my <laughs> oh no 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 that's no, not a fake ankle like a... he has he has a piece of gum under a key oh i have a fake ankle on right now yeah yeah, no, no. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He didn't have prosthetics, but he would just like have a, so say your elbow is not, so someone's like, Hey, check my whole body for keys. And then someone like really strip yeah. search the guy and like, we don't have a key, but they didn't, they didn't rip off his elbow. And there's and his, <laughs> yeah, and his yeah, elbow, which has really like a, a surface like this. Who's checking that? You know, like no one's checking exactly, that. Right. You know, they're I just mean, like, rip it off he, and um, there. I don't want to get too ahead of you there, but at some point when he, he started going on tour in Europe, he went to um, Russia and he escaped from a Siberian prison truck. And the That's same they completely strip searched him naked. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, Hey, if I couldn't get out of this, then they're going to have to drive me all the way to Siberia uh, into the prison to get the key. Cause if they don't, I, I wouldn't be able to get out of it. You know, that's kind of one of his magician things saying like, well, if I couldn't get out of it, we had to, we had to drive seven days in the wrong direction, <laughs> but uh, you know, he's a magician. He knew he could get out of it. And, and that Siberian one, he got out of in 28 minutes. 28 minutes yeah 28 minutes and they think uh so the 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 box he was it's like it looks like a like a carriage behind a horse like in Django. yeah prison you're like old style transporting prisoners so like yeah 
not just old floor. like 1910 like old like 1910s russia like they still have a czar yeah oh yeah and it was the czar uh it was the um czar nicholas uh whatever uh, happened to that Ra- guy well this is this is rasputin time this is this is the uh anastasia time and they all got fucking shot in the basement that's what happened to them oh, um but Listen this is one of our previous podcasts where we talk about rasputin and the, the rasputin and the, anastasia uh, romanoff the romanoff yes yep so um but that that particular card he was on had a zinc floor which is um uh obviously a mineral uh a metal but um but it's, it's good if you take a vitamin every day then you don't have to have covid just ask joe Rogan. that's right yeah that's right yeah <laughs> zinc covid big big relation um uh but but there is no if he if he destroyed the carriage the russians would be kind of mad but he just he was handcuffed i think at the very least oh he's always handcuffed and then there was a lock on the outside of the door and took 18 minutes, 28 minutes to get out. Um, and he did, and, and there was no, there's no holes in the floor. He didn't have a saw that he cut through. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my right time gal. Send me a kiss by wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. If you refuse me, baby, you'll lose me. Then you'll be all alone. So, baby, telephone. Tell me I'm your own. Houdini's spiritualism lectures, we touched briefly that he fucking hated seances and he fucking hated people thinking that they're connecting with the dead, especially since his dead mother was a thing, right? So um, these mediums uh, would take away his his shit and also put him in the category that they were in. Mm -hmm. And that was not helping him because that's not what he wanted to go for. So he would sue people. He would do his own tours, disproving people. He would send this chick before he did his shit to to that to basically go in the same arena as he did to basically disprove the spiritualism people, so he he could have a better performance and say that hey, I'm just actually a tough motherfucker who gets it done. And I think Absolutely. that's what we were trying to go about, right? Yeah, that's the best thing. And then a lot of it's actually had a like a long history after that for the American Society of Magicians. I mean, one of my favorite magicians of all time is called uh, James Randy or the Amazing Randy. He died a couple of years back, unfortunately, but he made that one of his biggest missions because he's one of the best magicians in the world. And taking after Harry Houdini, kind of his, you know, side project was disproving and debunking all these fake psychics and mediums and all this. And he would go on uh, TV shows and do it. He would go into those like large arenas where they'd have this whole fake thing. And they had radio broadcasts where he'd go in there with multiple people and they'd find out that they're, they're communicating. People are filling out forms and they're reading it to the guy in an earpiece. They disproved, you know, almost a hundred different of these psychics. And one of the biggest ones was Yuri Geller, who was a national TV star in the late seventies and early eighties. He would go on Johnny Carson and shows like that. And he would use his psychic bullshit. And they brought on uh, James Randi and he said, I can make sure that I can disprove it on live television and you can do whatever you want. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, no big deal. Yuri Geller couldn't, you know, doubt him. But one of the most famous situations, actually, it ended Yuri Geller's career on that stage, even though all the dum-dums still believed him. Um, he went on there and he did a trick where he used to take a phone book and he would move the pages with his mind. How impressive. One of the lightest <laughs> thinnest pieces of material ever made. He moved with his mind. I'm impressed. And so- so he brought it up on stage and he would always do it. He he put the head and he'd do the phone and it would move. And then, and then he did it on stage and then Rand, amazing Randy was on there and he goes, okay, cool. That's good. Can you do it again? And he's like, sure. I can do it again. And he goes, okay, hold on one second. 
and he took a, a whole bag of styrofoam peanuts and he poured it all over the pages. So they're like, they're like half size. They're like, they're almost like little mm. styrofoam rice pills and he poured it all over nice and tiny. And he goes, well, those are light enough that your psychic powers can still turn the page. It's not like an iron weight, but you know, then go do it now. And, and then he goes, uh, you can watch the clip. <laughs> like, I can't do it. The, the vibe is off. The juju's off. And he goes, I'll tell you why you can't do it. He's blowing it with his mouth. And if he's, and if we look at it and we see all the styrofoam fly off the page, we'll know he's going <sighs> and blowing the page with his mouth. And he knew right away without even asking him, how do you do that? Because magicians, that's their bread and butter, baby. They know how to do tricks. And the psychics are just shitty magicians who lie to people. <laughs> magicians are amazing psychics who say, watch this, it's fake. I can do it anyway. And you still don't know how you can do it. That's why magicians are the shit. They go, I'm gonna tell you this is fake and you still won't be able to guess. And psychics go, this is real. And your grandmother still loves you. Fuck you, psychics. <laughs> and Yuri Geller can go fuck. He sold like a million books after that too. It's like, what? How do they not? James Randi, fucking hero. He's great. <laughs> just for note, since I'm on the opposite side of the page here, I have been to at least. Let me just once blow it over with my psychic powers. <laughs> I've never been to somebody who's like watched watch me use my mind to control a page in a phone book, but I have been to tarot card readers, and I and also use the Ouija board, and I'm full blown not as skeptical about them. Can I can I go off on a quick tangent? I'm so We're, that's like, why you're here. Honestly, right, so, please. So I've been reading tarot cards for 13 years. I grew up in a house where my mother practiced druidry. I literally grew up around. Oh, you're Druish? And I I'm Druish. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I'm sorry, Skip. Can you tell us about druidry before you continue your story? So essentially, give us some what, context. Essentially, what please. druidry is is the essential worship of nature and the mm -hmm. nature around you and that power that that nature has so what you're so, telling us is that this is what the like the witches in the witch trial were but no, they're being convicted for not, more that's, things that's not what i'm saying no because okay. the witches in the witch trial they they practice different things than mm. what i personally grew up on there's there's a bunch of different sects and and just i don't know ideas that go behind what a witch would be right and my mother right. would technically be considered a witch just because she practiced druidry well i was thinking but, because I, I spent a lot of time with in with the witches in salem and, and right. they the, the ones who are still there who are wiccans are really druids and they are yeah well, they, they they are they are nature that's their religion listen, so that's me, why i was asking that yeah yeah so that's so that's that's just it and let me do one like you guys do it ready so we'll save that for another podcast <laughs> seriously though like druidry is 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 separate from wiccan because wiccan was a thing that was created in the early 1900s that described a bunch of different various collective ideas. catch-all term yes mm -hmm. yeah so my mom didn't practice any of the wiccan ideology i don't think i don't know to be honest but either way i grew up with all this shit and the point of me saying that because again i still to this day read tarot cards like almost for fun but it's all bullshit. I personally believe it's all bullshit. And I've been, I've personally been doing this for anywhere, but I like 12, 13 years I've been doing it. And with that being said, I think it's half like intention. Like you want to, to give a person a reading that will benefit them in any way, shape or form and give them what they're asking for kind of thing. You know what I mean? And the way I read, I don't ask questions, right? Like I don't, 
I'm not like, all right, so I'm not here trying to talk to your dead grandma. That's not what I personally do. I, right. I tell you to, you know, think of a question, think of anything you want answered personally. And hopefully the cards will be able to give you that. Right. And that's not, that has nothing to do with me. That has everything to do with the cards. It's mathematics. It has nothing to do in my personal opinion. Mm. It's, it's, I'm, I'm not a magician. I, I drop mm-hmm. cards and it's math at that point. Right. And yeah. everybody that we were just talking about right now, about the psychics and all these fucking assholes that, that prey on sad people, right. Sure. Are literally the worst of the worst. You know what I mean? And that's after like doing things that could potentially prey on sad people for a very long time. You know what I mean? I'm not going to talk. Well, to when you're doing uh, tarot card readings to your friends and stuff, you're not trying right. to hook them in as a client in a potential future. You're just trying to do it as like a fun thing to do. Or no, an honestly, interesting thing I'm to do. three months late on rent. I'm thinking about it though. Yeah. Well, if you're trying to make some money, <laughs> start asking questions and start lying to them and be like, well, yeah. that's a good sign. It means you're going to get laid next week and you might no. get married. Whatever. It's, but it's, it's not even about that. Right. It's just more about the spiritualism behind it. And that, mm. it, that's what makes me mad that people, people like the people you're talking about, I forget the guy's name, but the mm-hmm. guy that was on the shows and, you know, doing oh, Yuri Geller. Yeah. Like taking advantage of people's like, sp- like spiritual, you know what I mean? Like, cause we all yes. have it, yes. you know, they take advantage of that. And that's, that's simply wrong. You know, taking, that's like the foundation of what a human is, you know, yeah. is, is mm-hmm. asking those questions and shit. And that, that's really fucked up. But that was just, that was my tangent. It's just, it makes me yeah. really mad when people go out of their way to, to do shit like that because yeah it's a basic selling strategy to to find a pain point and then a solution and when it is like in today's day i can't relate to tarot cards um just because it's been 100 voluntary and they don't get a dime out of it but like reiki i've seen coming up a lot where i've seen people reach out to people like hey i know that your mother died and she's been speaking to me and here's what she had to say about you and your new oh, career and i, and I guess that happened to someone I personally wish. it wasn't me and i was like I was I'd like, come so on. I was so, I was like, don't reach out to somebody who isn't even interested in you and exactly. saying that you talked to their dad. They're, they're asking you. Me, that really pissed me off. Yeah. I was like, come on, don't. And, and like, you're someone who just, you know, like there's no background to this. You well, know, you're reading like, the obituaries you for potential clients. Yeah. Right. It's, it's evil. It's evil. Not cool. It really is evil. Not good. Yeah, if there really are Not spirits good. watching over you, that's bad juju right there. I, I doubt you guys will ever have me back, but if you ever have a podcast about this specifically, fucking bring me back for this because I'm so it, there's it's like it's 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 poison. There's poison mm. in like the spiritual community right now, and I don't I don't I don't know. I got a lot to fucking say about it. Like, and I just don't want to take off the topic. And luckily, Joe can fucking edit half of this shit out. This but, is staying yeah. in, no, by no. the way. Most it's of it just, stays in. It's it's just, just, no, it's it's in and it ties right into what we're doing. Back. If you have an idea to talk about, come back on. No, it's, what, it's do you just, think we're booked solid? We were, oh, we're already a No, out. no, it's not even that, man. It's just, it's so fucking frustrating. Like, you just said something about Reiki. Like, do you know that, like, Reiki practitioners, you literally just have to go to somebody that knows Reiki. And you just, you, all of a sudden, you get a little certificate. <laughs> like, and I, don't you're like, do, I don't think you even have to do that. I mean, you, 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 you can you, show you up are, on TikTok saying you're a Reiki person. And and, then, well, that's you know, it. Like, but I've also had the most spiritual experience I've personally ever had through a Reiki session. 
Interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Story before, yeah, yeah. which does yeah. make it more interesting yes. because yes. you have had experiences. Yes. He, he's kind of a, a counterpoint between me and you, Dylan, where he's not like, hey, all this shit is non-existent and it's, it's really nothing. He's like, there is shit. It's just that like some people are fucking lying about it. And some mm. people take well, advantage yeah. of people, man. And that's, and that's, it's the worst. It's the worst. It simply is the worst. And people will always take advantage of people. And that's why I don't go out of my way to practice this shit. Because I will not be left or right in any fucking situation, right? But it's it's just still so fucked up. It's just like the people that will go out of their way to to talk up certain things, especially about spirituality, things that people can't explain. And now you're the answer, right? Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden you have all the answers everybody's looking for. So mm-hmm. they it's like you said, don't identify a problem and, and become the solution for it. Right? Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, which right. is not the way to approach this. And that Alex said the right thing that most of it is bullshit, but there is some truth to some of it. Yeah. And spiritualism is something that no, there is no answer to. There just isn't. And that's the beauty. Like last week where we decided with this type of thing is they're trying to study the unknown when the unknown finds its power in being unknown. Yeah. So it's a, you know, that's where its essence is. And if you start to try to identify what makes it tick, it's just, it defeats the purpose of it in itself. And I so, think it's an interesting point to clarify that Harry Houdini himself did believe in spirituality and he believed mm-hmm. that there was did spirits it? and souls moved on. Yeah, he believed in all that stuff. The difference is he thought that these people were, much like you said, they were being bullshit or charlatans. So yep. I think he was extra mad on top of it because when his mother's spirit did pass on, he believed that she you know, still existed in some form and people were trying to take advantage of that. So I think right. that made him extra upset because he wasn't just thinking that the people are you know, spewing shite. He thinks they're more like, yeah, there really are people who have passed on and you're not talking to them and you can't talk to them. Mm-hmm. So how dare you claim you can't. Right. So it wasn't just that Harry Houdini said, this is all bullshit. Um, much no, like James personal. Randy, James Randy would be like, this is all bullshit. It's all fake. But Harry Houdini is like, yeah, spirits are real and it's bullshit for you guys to act like you can talk to them. You just can't. And what is what is interesting about that is is this this um he told his wife Bess, you know, during his you know, I don't know if it was we're we're gonna talk about his death shortly, but after that he said on his tenth anniversary that he would he would show a sign, which is which is torture. I mean to wait 10 years for them to talk to you, you know, which I think is pretty always leave him wanting more, dude. The guy was a showman in life Mm -hmm. and in death. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is is that they, his wife went to a seance on his 10th anniversary of his death, which I think would have been 1937. I think he died in 27. Um, Six. 26. So 36. Um, and nothing happened. But I think that that's what? the tip. No. <laughs> well, here's my thing. My, my, my theory is, because we're going to talk about his death, and it's a whole big, long couple minutes, is no, that maybe, maybe they were our looking so... Well, maybe they were looking so hard because like, we're going to go to science and then we're going to see him come through there. But on yeah, the but way, he there, on the way there, he was going to be there. And he's like, he I, mean, I, he... I don't mean oh, no. to get ahead of it, but he, the show must go on. He would perform under any circumstance, as we will shortly talk about. You think he said 10 years from now, I'm not going to show up. Oh, you guys are looking too hard. I can't show up now. Don't, uh, uh, I can't try too hard. He's fucking Harry Houdini. 10 years from now, I'm going to be there. He's going to fucking be there for the big show. What a I great like how it's, this, this is my theory and how it works. You're driving your car and you're going to visit your husband's. It's been 10 years and you're going to a seance because he's going to show up in the seance. And on the way he there, on the way there, you hit, you hit, you hit a, some guy on his scooter 
and then you Ooh. keep driving because you decided Whoa, to you're ignore that. A lot of shit today. <laughs> you hit the one of the scooters. This guy, this guy, this guy, Are they okay? Did they die too? Are they going to be at the well, seance later? You know, I don't know. They got to go to the seance. And they get the seance. They get to the seance, and then they show up. And who doesn't show up? But little did they know, the guy they hit on the scooter was a magician, and that's that was him showing up in a different way than what uh, they predicted because they're just humans and the, th the other dimensions are so uh unpredictable to humans and unexplainable that they hit a magician and on the way there they also uh fucking got his favorite food thrown off their windshield you know like that type of stuff that's probably the signs that i think that the afterlife can are able to produce not through a seance you know, so like it's that other stuff where he's like bias proves it, not him actually showing up when he said he would. So finding yes. things that could be tangentially responsible. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Maybe. The guy's I don't wearing know. black I don't shoes. Didn't yeah. Harry's wear black shoes? Maybe that's yeah. him doing it. Not the yeah. I'm gonna show up in 10 years. Here's 10 years. He didn't show up. But the guy you hit, he liked vanilla ice cream and he wore black shoes just like Harry. So maybe that was Harry showing I up. I miss in some you, kind Joe. I miss you so much, man. I miss you, man. I miss your logic. With that being said, though, how I don't, I don't negative take, though. Yeah, you're not negative. That's not <laughs> negative. That's logic. Dylan was trying to it's say logic, a nice yeah. story, and I'm just shitting it's, on. No, it. no, you're not shitting on it. You're being Joe, which I mean, someone can take. A, where'd your beer go? I think it's a ghost. Yeah, it can be both of us. <laughs> I no, I'm not seriously like I'm like you said. I'm right in between both of you at least when it comes to this, and I'm just gonna yeah. continue to talk shit because I haven't talked a single bit of shit this entire situation. It's like if if if. A spirit can actually come from whatever dimension or plane they exist in, right? And throw someone's favorite food at the at the window of the car, like you were saying, Dylan. Right? Okay. All right. So yeah. all I'm all I'm saying is that if, for example, like you were saying, you know, so person's driving or whatever, they hit the fucking you know magician or whatever, their favorite food gets thrown. <laughs> Why in the fuck, out of all things to do? Out of all things to do, if a spirit or anybody from an interdimensional plane in any way, shape, or form was trying to communicate with our dimension, why in the world would it be from a source like a bit of food? So all I'm saying is that if there's a, if there's a being from another dimension that has died from this dimension and moved on to another, why in the fuck would they throw a piece of pizza because the magician's piece of pizza was that that was their favorite food? Right, that that wouldn't make no sense. Why the fuck wouldn't they do the classic fucking writing on the on the mirror after you take a shower? Oh, hi, how you doing? Nice to see you. Right. Mm, I I don't point. think that I don't think that people can communicate that way. And by people, I mean interdimensional, potentially dead beings, whoever the fuck that may be. But like, I do believe in the in the in the in the next anything. I don't know what that might be, but I mm -hmm. do know that no one's throwing pieces of pizza at a car because a magician likes a piece of pizza. I, I that just doesn't make like logical sense like as math does that does not I, I i don't know that's just the way my brain works and i don't know if i'm making sense but no you're making sense and there's there's something to be said for that it's like if you you know lost somebody who drove a yellow car and then all you see is yellow cars yeah because you're saying about the black shoes that's... you're wanting to find those connections it's like if you buy a new mm. car like you bought a volkswagen how many volkswagens do you see that month when you bought one you're like holy shit everyone has volkswagens because yeah all of a sudden mm -hmm. all you do is notice it it's not like you're making a concerted effort to look for them it's just like it becomes part of your psyche mm -hmm. right, Especially right. If you're you are emotionally attached to someone who's a very important part of your life i mean right devastating and you know you see that piece of pizza and it starts to mean a lot more to you than it might actually mean in the universe and 
like I said, I always gonna use the caveat that I don't actually fucking know. I just like to act like I do. Because Dylan brought up a good point where it's like, oh, maybe this doesn't work that way in the other dimension. Like once you're passed on, you can't manipulate the world in a way that you would want to. Like maybe Houdini said he wanted to talk to you, but he realized he couldn't. So he started throwing pizzas and and letting magicians get hit by cars right. or whatever he had to do to try to be like, hey, I'm here. You know, maybe that is what it is. But right. I just, it doesn't convince me at all. But I mean, maybe, maybe it is. I, I really don't know. My whole point. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Don't. I was gonna say my whole point was was that I don't know how to put this into into the correct words or if there's a name for this, but they they went there specifically with their blinders on because they think that at the end destination this guy's gonna show up, but on the way there, there could have been some some pretty unique circumstances or too. But too I don't think they had the blinders on at all. I think their blinders were wide open. If their blinders were on, they would have missed all these little ticky-tack bullshit things that they later on attributed to him. I, just, I mean, it's the no, opposite. No, 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 their I eyes were wide up. open. Wait, wait. Maybe you guys are misunderstanding me. Nothing. I am, I, there's no story about anything happened to them at all that day on the way there because they didn't. The only thing is the only thing that I read is that. Oh, okay. I, they I, went you're, to the. You're giving an example. I you guys seriously like, lost think track that, of that he hit that they hit some, a magician on a scooter and got a, no, a pizza no, thrown no, at the no, window. No, 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 <laughs> no. I, no, I, I, I lost track of the thread we were talking about, and I, I, we went from like talking <laughs> about the actual event to me being like, "So what? Someone get hit with a scooter? Fuck you!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so so what I'm trying what I'm trying to say is that like <laughs> they sorry. the only story is that he said in ten years he would show back up. So they went and decided to go have a say and to to summon his spirit to talk to it or have some sort of a thing or have him come through quote unquote um uh and he did nothing happened um but i'm just saying is on the way there there could have been some circum some coincidences that are a little too weird and they probably had their blinders on complete tunnel vision just to drive to the seance and didn't see the world around them on the way there when there could have been something weird that is a little too far than all not not just someone eating a piece of pizza and who likes you, pizza, you know. You, if you lost, if you lost a loved one of your, like, if you if you had a wife and your wife ended up passing away and she then was to come through in a seance and you were driving to the seance, and we're talking about blinders, right? If you had your blinders on, as we're saying, I think blinders at this point would equal the piece of pizza hitting the windshield and you being like, "Holy shit, it's a piece of pizza." She loved pizza. She loved pizza. That's a blinder at that point. It's everything that you know about this person that you would attribute to, you know, the spiritual experience that you're about to have. That's what I think. So like you're going to the seance, your wife, your, your wife, your, your, whatever the fuck, anything. He that... is married. He does have a wife. Oh, okay. So uh, oh, that's fucked up then. I did not know that. And I apologize, but <laughs> so it is yeah. fucked I, up. Why would people I, get married? It's totally, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't have I don't have answers for anyone here. I'm not the expert. I'm just saying if you're going to a place where your loved one is supposed to come back from the dead and talk to you, you are automatically going to be looking for the things that your loved one loved. You're all you're always going to be looking at that and that right there mm. is in my Anyone opinion, would. Any it's it's not it's not unique to to like susceptible people right, or right. I don't think Everybody I don't, that's the whole thing. I I know I when agree. I'm talking you know, all angry about you. It, it doesn't mean that people are like, oh, how dare you think? It's like, that's all I'd be thinking about too. All I would be thinking about was all the things. I mean, I'd hear someone be like, what's your favorite number? But like three, I'd be like, oh, she loved three. Mm -hmm. I used to always say three. Like right. I would think all, that's all I would think about is all the things that remind me of them or is important to me and everything would be assigned to me. 
the but skeptical those are those asshole me, I would still think that. Those are those blinders, though, that we were just talking about. That Those are the things mm, that are shielding true. your brain from mm-hmm. the actual reality. It's blinding that, in the opposite way. Absolutely. That's that from what is actually happening. So Harry Houdini is supposed to come back in a seance 10 years after his death, right? And nothing fucking happens. And then that fucking piece of pizza hits the fucking thing, whatever, you know, the story that we were just talking about, right? Yeah. And I feel like if they were on their way, they'd look at that piece of pizza, fucking Houdini love pizza, right? And that's something that's going to totally take away from the actual reality. Yeah, yeah, they're driving down the road and someone's getting on. arrested and they're like, oh man, he Dude, loved Houdini, handcuffs. He lo- exactly. Exactly. Houdini. Look exactly. at all those handcuffs. It had and that's that's my point. That's my point. Well, no, it's a great point. My my point was that they that is 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 like, I don't know if it's the opposite, but it's just that they expected to see him at one place. So anything in between A and B, they just completely missed. I right. yeah. Including right. the pizza, including the I handcuffs, whatever it is. That. So that's I that's kind of that. where I'm going is that maybe something happened along the way that they didn't see because they're like, oh, it's not that doesn't matter because it's gonna happen yeah. there. I, I for that sure was, that's what that I was too. thinking. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right about that, but I think no one's right. <laughs> Absolutely, no one's right. No one's wrong. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I think that's a good point. I should say, I think it's a good point on that. But that's more of a point you're going to attribute to people who are not wanting to give a fuck anyways. Like people, like the the driver of the car, if he saw the pizza, he'd be like, "What's that?" You know. But the person who is who's waiting ten years to talk to their husband in a seance, they might not be like. Who cares about the outside world? I'm just waiting for the seance. Like the whole entire day is about finding who right. needs that. I mean, there's no way she'd be like, oh, you know, I guess this is all just, I mean, all I'm focused on is the one seance. It doesn't work, doesn't work. Poor girl. I, mean, I don't know to say be... either. I mean, he made part of his career was debunking seances. So the fact that she thought he would show up there if she even did think that was a pretty strange idea. Maybe he knew a little more. We don't know. She, she'd be the first person to look at the Maybe. window and be like, yeah, is that know. pepperoni? Is that pepperoni? He loved pepperoni. That would be her. And then the driver would be like, well, what the fuck? Why is there pepperoni pizza on my windshield? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, for some reason, That's I was what you have when you get more. buried in New York. You're going to get a couple spice <laughs> in the windshield. It's part of the fucking deal. Hey. <laughs> hey. I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking he might be a beef stroganoff type of guy. I bet he would. Yeah. I bet he would. The I mean, pepperoni foods from Eastern Europe. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Used to make. A pepperoni cold, and beef cold, stroganoff cold guy. Soup with pepperoni. Oh yeah, accent. yeah. Delish. That's that's something. Sure. Yeah. Brethren. <laughs> yeah, that cold, 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 soup. cold Disgusting. soup. Delicious. So Delicious. cold. So cold and so great. Only if you don't have money. All right. Yeah. <laughs> nothing like a nothing like a, a beet soup and pepperoni off the window. You know. <laughs> oh my honey he always, <laughs> oh my honey he always was allowed to eat that when we before we moved to america before, before he became the prince of air why is he italian well you know no it is my my son my son my baby jo- boy joe's an eastern european from Ita- from italy that's what he oh, is. Gotcha. he's, he's <laughs> living he's living in he's living in like a western I tried doing more I of a mean to more of a babushka lady accent <laughs> yeah. more of austria hungary <laughs> is that what that was well i was my thinking my hairy <laughs> oh my i'm so sad about hairy's death i cannot Siet. believe he always loves to eat beet soup <laughs> beet soup <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my right-time guy. We should probably talk about how we well, died. Let's talk about how we died. We kind we of like this thing up. Skipped ahead. Um, from what I, there's a whole big story, but last I checked, Joe, uh, Harry Houdini was sitting in a fucking lounge chair in his back room uh, before before or after show, whatever it was, and he had this mm-hmm. thing where he, anyone, anytime, 
could do what we used to do best at recess in middle school, which was go behind the basketball hoop and punch each other in the stomach as hard as we could. Well, I didn't even remember how good of a story that is. So I'm going to have to oh, have I you didn't. tell that one in the middle no. of my story. So why don't I tell the story of Harry Houdini's death and I'll throw to you with a particular story I know about a bathroom in St. Michael's school and getting punched in the gut. I think I don't even, one. I didn't even prepare to say that story, but there's no way I, 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 I didn't, that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think of it either till right now. And you just remind me of it right now. So you'll tell that I was story. just thinking of the outdoor experience where we, yeah, yeah. But you remind me of that. So I was like, other, we're going to tell that one for sure. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So Harry Houdini, he used to perform a trick because he's a true showman. He's always on, he's always on, you know, and he used to do a trick where he would um, brace himself, embrace his whole body and let people punch him in the gut as hard as they could. And he, he got so good at that. Again, this is a trick. It takes practice. It takes preparation. It's not magic. He's trained his body to take a punch in a certain way, a certain position, a certain, you know, flexing, breathing. It's a whole training program. You try it with your friends, other magicians, and you get so good at it, you let strangers do it to you. And eventually, you let, you know, real people who, who can hit you do, uh, do it. That's the same punch. There's a great picture of um, Jack Dempsey, who was the heavyweight champion of the world back when Houdini was a boxer. And there's like a picture of him getting Houdini's arms getting held back and Dempsey's about to sock him in the stomach. Hell yeah. Um, and it's that kind of deal. So he was known to be able to do that. And he was outside of, um, no, he was in the green room actually of a theater in Montreal. And this is in uh, 1926. So it's later in his career, uh, but he's still performing, doing all his great magic guys and things like that. And I guess backstage, you know, obviously security isn't what it is now. People just walk back there and be like, oh, hey, you, are you Houdini? And he's like, oh yeah. There's a college kid walks up to him and he goes, you're Harry Houdini, right? I heard you can take a punch. And he, and he goes like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's one of my tricks. You know, I, I, I can take a punch. And he goes, you can take a punch from anybody, from anyone? And he goes, well, yeah, I mean, Jack Dempsey, you know, not a big Fucking deal. Harry and the guy goes, oh, yeah. And he just starts wailing on Houdini's stomach. Like, he punches him. They said multiple times, so like four, five, six times. And Houdini's sitting in a chair, like Dylan said, he's getting ready for a show. He's like, yeah, yeah, I guess I can punch people. I mean, people can With punch me. With a broken ankle already, by the way. He already was in pain. <laughs> I didn't even know this. So he already had a broken yeah. ankle. He's doing yeah. a show tonight. And then the, the, this punk-ass kid comes up to him and goes, you think you can take a punch? And he goes, well, yeah, <laughs> that's one of my tricks. And he goes, oh, yeah? Boom, boom, boom. Just wailing on him. And he punches him multiple times in the abdomen. And, and I, I got to only imagine, there's no quote, but Harry Houdini has been like, the fuck? It's a, <laughs> wait. Part of the trick is I stand up first. Never mind the fact when I take a deep breath and brace myself, I stand... I'm not saying I'm Superman because right. he hasn't even been invented yet. Okay, yeah. douchebag, stop punching me in the stomach. It really is the the same thing as like walking up to Conor McGregor and be like, "Oh, I heard you're tough, huh?" And he's like, "What?" And you just hit him in the head with a hammer. You go, "Oh, not so tough now." Well, yeah, well, we're not in the octagon. I would wreck you. Like, what the fuck you think you are? This kid well, obviously was never convicted of anything, and he yeah, ultimately murdered Harry Houdini because that same night. Before the show was going, he was really? feeling intense abdominal pain. And, and he was like, oh, man, mm -hmm. that kid really wailed on me. I wasn't ready. And, and I mean, and you can imagine this kid really went nuts on him. Right. And he said, oh, I don't know. And, you know, his wife, Bess, and the rest of his crew were like, hey, man, you should really go to the hospital. I don't know if you're going to be this bad off. We want to make sure you can do the rest of the tour. He goes, consummate showman. Show must go on. He performs the first act, wincing in pain. Second act, he's still doing all his Houdini shit under this amount of pain and by the third act collapses on stage they have to take 104 fever 104 oh, fever oh no, man. man so they take him to the uh the local grace? hospital it's like grace something hospital 
Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not yeah. familiar with the name. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and they realized that um, he, he does tell the story. Yeah, this kid was wailing on me, and that's the last thing I heard of it. Probably thinking, you know, maybe he, you know, some bruising or whatever when it happened to you if someone goes, you know, fights you. But it turns out that because of the trauma, it started to break apart uh, parts of his intestines and his appendix, which means that you're inviting infection oh, because as no. soon as you're organs start to rupture inside your body it's not just the fact that your internal bleeding is a problem it's that you have a whole different bunch of biomes going on your body at all times and strangely enough they're all kind of separate and once you mush them all together the same bacteria that's in your stomach and in your on your face and in your eyeballs they're not supposed to all go to all yeah, different they start mixing though especially mm-hmm. if you beat the shit so out of you. by the time he arrived at the hospital his his appendix had already ruptured and all that uh bacteria is going all over Juice. his body yeah, all his intestines have already opened up. So basically, he's got an infection over all of his internal organs in his gastrointestinal tract. Oh, and man. by the time he showed up, all they could really do from is remove his spleen surgically, but it was too late at that point. Um, I, I'll i have to look up, I'll put the actual word up for what it means. But basically, when your, um, your intestines become so infected that you die, it happens a lot with tuberculosis and other uh, it's similar to sepsis, except that it's has yes. a it has an acute cause. So yes, yes. what it, it is um, like sepsis, yeah, yeah. It's similar to sepsis where you you eventually go into organ failure because there's such a massive body wide infection. Right. Um, and yeah, your story is pretty spot on um, for what I know about this. And this, this can happen to anybody who has appendicitis to begin with. Yes. Um, your, your appendix he can just happened become... to get punched, but if you have appendicitis, sorry, go ahead. yeah. So what they think? So this this kind of just this is the story that I heard. It's identical to what you heard. Um, is that, um, so my first thought was, I was like, I don't, you know, like to punch somebody in the appendix and have it rupture, um, I think would be rare. Um, and, and I'm would almost be very rare, yeah. be rare to have so. that happen. So, so he probably, it sounds like he might've had appendix, like a small, he just might've had just appendicitis before he got punched and it was already inflamed a little bit, which when appendicitis happens is because your appendix is like, your appendix is one of those things like when humans have tails, it's an organ that doesn't really serve it's an a appendage. primary function. That's why they call it the appendix. Oh. It's the extra yeah. spot. They literally named it that because it just means extra. Appendage. Yeah. Yeah. So like back a million years ago, it really helped humans and homo sapiens or whatever it is, uh, put more good bacteria, I think, into the intestinal tract to digest animal bones and fucking that shit. Yeah, and now it's just kind of hanging out. Yeah, no, it's about this big. It just sits at the bottom of your intestine. Your intestines go through it and just kind of sits down there like a little dick, just like hanging down. <laughs> and, it, and it still can produce, put, it puts juice out of there. It, it, it does act yeah, it like does. a um, like a penis shooting stuff out of it. That's kind of what it is. Just Dude, a small blunt. But when much. you shit, when your shit goes through there, it can get stuck in there and then block it so nothing can come out. So if you have to pee and you hold the end of it. Just like too- a dick just like a dick that's what it does so you hold the end of it and you can't pee and it just starts back pressure and then gets infected and inflamed and then it can burst and then you die um so so if his just burst right now i think (laughs) so if his if his was inflamed and someone punched it that's a first that's a that's a um expedited adventure to um getting your appendix burst and then when it explodes then like you said joe all that gross poop juice and and blood and and pus just gets put all inside of in between in between your skin your and your muscles and your veins and all this stuff and it just creates a wreaking in the middle in the middle layer cake of infection um and then it took him um yeah and then he you get the fever hence infection and then sure. it took him it took him a couple of days to die but once you hit sepsis um it's in 
the statistic of people who have sepsis and die is like 80%. It's very high. If you get sepsis, yeah. which can happen from uh, a fucking way more things than we want to talk about right now. It's yeah. Common. yeah. Sepsis basically means when your um, internal organs or your bloodstream mostly start failing. Has, yeah. Has an, such an acute amount of infection of outside sources, whether it's bacteria or viruses that it starts to shut down your body. So sepsis mm-hmm. basically means that's you've been fun. poisoned by infection to the point of death. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's why it's good that they invented um, antiseptic because now people can always survive surgeries, but a major reason why people would die in the past, um, you know, just billions of cases of people dying. I'm sure it's just because of the sepsis of it. You could, they had, you could remove people's legs. They could take mm. out appendixes, all these kind of things. And the people would survive because like you said earlier, Dylan, the, the human body is much more resilient than we give credit for because we never push it to those extremes, mm-hmm. but it can survive that, but it can't survive that if it gets fully infected with bacteria because you don't clean in the instruments or you don't focus on the infection. And that's yeah. why uh, people in hospitals take sepsis very seriously, whether it's, it's an you ICU know, thing. Exactly. Right. Even if you yeah. guys have your appendix or maybe, you know, you got <clears throat> sick or whatever, they always take it so seriously. They look for it right away. Are you infected to the point where your blood's going to be infected to the point of sepsis? It's deadly immediately. Yeah, that's it cool. really is an ICU. For example, like the, the ICU compared to the emergency room is, is, mechanical assistance usually so we're talking ventilators ECMO machines which which literally when you have to have a heart transplant you go on ECMO it pretends to be a heart um on top of dialysis yeah yeah pumps your blood for you and on top of extra corporeal something membrane oxygen it controls the blood gas and inside of your lungs on top of inside of your heart like your it has to be on top of organs for on top of dialysis machines so you can be like to when someone dies of sepsis today it's like they had all that stuff like dialysis ecmo you know they don't have to but it's like mega 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 like work you know mega like you're just a robot they're doing everything they can they're basically making you an entire synthetic body to do all your body's work for you and you still die it's like you're there's an infection that still just still keeps tanking your organs it's so fucked up so yeah crazy time so so that's what we that's what they think happened to him is that he might have had it already then he got punched at burst and then he just kept yeah, going out, right kept pushing that. it, kept pushing it. I didn't yeah. read that, but I think that is a point because it was very unlikely that you could push an appendix by punching somebody. But if it was already to that point and he already had that pain threshold and pushing through mm-hmm. things, I think you're right that he very well might have just put him over the edge. And like you said, he didn't die uh, the day it happened, but he died a couple of days later. And that day just happened to be, because he's a showman, October 31st, Halloween. Oh, mm-hmm. man. He died what on Halloween. Fucking asshole he was. Jesus oh, he's the shit. Christ. Kept pushing it. <clears throat> so, so Joe, so we used to uh, recess in like fifth or sixth grade, sixth grade specifically. Um, we used to punch each other in the stomachs. Sure, that was just something you know, we did. Good old tougher. fashioned family fun. Who's good old fashioned recess in the, in the sure. early two thousands. You know, we would go yeah. behind the basketball coops. The teachers didn't see us and we'd hold someone's shoulder and then we'd punch them as hard as we could in the gut. <laughs> and that's, Naturally. Naturally, that's what we did to see who's toughest. And um, yeah, but the story I was thinking of in particular. Oh, um, I know the story. You, you might know the details <laughs> more than I. But just to set it up, we had a, a guy in our <clears throat> class who, um, you know, I'm sure he he meant well, uh, but he he had a really class. But he was the class bully. If I were to give one well, person, yeah, yeah. Well, that. I, really, I I think that he he was he was a class bully in the sense that he would try to like you know antagonize people, but he was the least popular guy in the entire grade. I mean, everyone didn't like him. He was really annoying. His family was weird and like, 
I mean, we none of us liked him. Like, like, like he used to latch on people and just be annoying as shit. He didn't really have any friends, really. And he's he kind of a dick. It's just like you couldn't trust. Yeah, him. but we can't. Just... You looking back now realize that he's less of a dick. He was. He was. He was. He had no one. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not I, look, I forgive him for having no one, but like, like, he really was less yeah. of a bully because he had no. There was only like nine boys. All well, eight I think of us he was a bully because like he was specifically. That's what makes a bully. Right. Right. <laughs> You but know? but I feel like he I mean even though he was trying to act like a bully I don't feel like people like you and I like were bullied by him because when he would try to antagonize you everyone would be like shut up you loser like no one was like hey look he's picking on the nerdy kid like we were all like you're the loser like it doesn't matter how like much of a bully he acts like we never actually thought that like when he was trying to fuck with somebody that that, that person was getting like clowned on we were always like dude Chris shut up you're fucking annoying get away from us like he literally had no one in his life that was cool he had a, a mom that was 67 years old who should have been a nun and a bunch of sisters in their 30s and then he, he didn't learn how to be a person besides annoying the shit out of us and our response to him was shut the fuck up and I don't I'm not blaming us for that we were just kids too we were he was annoying the shit out of us but I really wouldn't really call him a bully he tried to well, yeah, be the, violent the- and weird to try to pick on us but like he didn't get anything out of it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't the scared is, of the him. Truth is, the truth is most people were like that. And that, and again, we were just a bunch of Catholic school kids in our, you know, and we were 12, 11, whatever it was. Um, that being that, said, that's, that's I don't, I don't want to take was. away from this. He was fucking annoying as hell. And he thought he'd <laughs> try to fuck with Dylan. So don't feel well, bad. Here's for the thing. Folks, here's right? the thing. He's doing just I was, fine. I, he's doing, I'm sure he's doing just fine. I he's was, I don't know. You might be able to agree with me, this, but I was the nicest kid to him by far. Yes, by I mean, a long I, shot. I was, I was, I was never mean to him. And it's a good point because that's what I'm saying. He's not. Don't picture him as a bully. Picture him as that fucking weirdo kid that no one liked. And Dylan was very nice to him, but he was aggressive. All his bullshit. He was aggressive. Oh yeah, aggressive. Aggressive. He was always I'm not saying, aggressive. I'm not he that was a whip. Was... He was a. He was a big kid who didn't he was, have any friends. He was bigger friends. than all of us. And he was in a small school by far. A small classroom, barely anyone in it. And yeah, I mean, I think I know that Dylan was always nice to him, but I was nice to him too because. Him, he would always talk to me all the time. My mom worked for the school and mm. I was one of the people who always had to deal with him. And I would always be so angry at him. My mom would be like, you have, you I mean, if he annoys you, just ignore him. Like, don't be mean to him. Do this and the other mm-hmm. thing. And I fucking hated him. I had to go to the principal's office more than one occasion because he wouldn't stop annoying me. And they were blaming me for being like, just be nice to him. It's like, well, I didn't hit him in the face, did I? Like, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> so anyways, so, so the I don't story need to paint is... him in a good light. He's annoying as shit. Yeah. Here's the story. So, you know, now you'll realize so, it now. I'll be quiet. Well, the story, the story is, so... I don't know what what it was, but he decided that um, what I can't I can't imagine what happened. But he decided that he wanted to punch me, and he told me that I'm pissing yeah, him off. Trying to so challenge much. you, being like he's a big tough guy, I could beat you up. He or said, whatever. "I want to I want to punch you." That's what yes. he said. Yes, yeah, I remember this like yesterday. He didn't want to fight me. He and he didn't he didn't want me to fight him either but we also went to Catholic school where everybody had the fear of fucking the lord in them and um specifically the lord was the teachers and your moms so if you fought if, it wouldn't be like hey break it up it'd be like you're going home and right. so my first thought on this one is that he wants to punch me for something and it was so simple for me i said he's like i i, I want to go punch you i said not a problem <laughs> i was like no big deal i get it let's let's make this happen i was like right after lunch meet me in the bathroom he's like okay i'll do that so i'm like all right i know what i'm gonna do so meet me in the bathroom and punch me meet me in the bathroom so he can i i was i I made a date with him to meet me in the bathroom so so he could punch me 
That's what I did. <laughs> and he was and, like licking his lips, like, oh boy, like, I'm gonna get yeah. him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him. He's falling into the, he's thinking, he's thinking I'm falling into the trap. What an I idiot made a he's date with a him so he can punch me. And I'm like, I got this. <laughs> so I was like, not a big deal, Chris. Let's just go, let's just go have you punch me. So I, you know, this might have been 30 minutes in advance. I said, yeah, yeah, you go in there. I'll meet you in there. I'll be right in, whatever. And it was just so simple for me because I knew one, he would not punch me in the face. Not happening. Because if right. he punched me in the face, he might break my nose. Don't and therefore, <laughs> he would get in trouble. So, because um, there's no- he wasn't, he wasn't like, you know, completely stupid. He knew what he wanted. He wanted to try to get away with it, in other words. Yeah, he wanted to get away with it. He wanted to like, I need to pay for what I did. So he's going to hit me. So, um, but, I, but if he punched me in the face, like I said, um, I can't hide it. So I'd have to rat him out. So he, I knew he would punch me in the stomach. No question. So I went to my locker and I don't tell this story a lot because it just doesn't sound true, but it is, there's so many, so many I sources that remember I don't, that I was don't want to kill thing. it. I feel like I, I was know, there for the story. I feel like I know happen. and I love it. I feel like <laughs> yeah. I know and I so, love it already. I could predict everything. So I, 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 I went to my locker. I got my green geography hardcover <laughs> book that was like a hundred pages long, but it was hardcover. And we had polo shirts that we had to tuck into our khakis okay, every day. Yep. So I untucked it, put the, put the book in there. And I walked in there like this, like, I don't know if you guys can see me, but I walked in like this and I held the corners, <laughs> I held the corners of the book with my pinkies like this in my shirt. And I said, all right, Chris time to go and he wound <laughs> he held me like this and he wound up and he went wha-bang right into the book right into a it was like hitting a wall and i never will forget the look on his face because he was shut he didn't exceed he just expected to hit a, a stomach of a 12 year old boy and he hit a book and he fucking made a noise and ran out of there holding his wrists like this now he's the and victim. we all just sat in class and i just went that was the best day of my life it i didn't a total... even hit him nothing it was a total Tim Lambesis move to act like the victim after he tried to punch you in the gut. Fucking what is he going to do? What is he going to do? Tell on me? For, for, for hitting me in the yeah, yeah, exactly. What's he going to say? Oh, I, well, I was trying to I punch Dylan, Dylan defenseless in the, in the gut, but he had the balls to put a book in there first. On his yeah. Never he knew forget he, he knew, that. Because he, he would always tattle on you. If he had one chance to tattle, he would have done chance. it. Yep, and unfortunately, this time mm -hmm. he knew he had no options. He just fucked up. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. So, so that's a similar story of Houdini's death, and um, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what happened. So, if only Houdini um, had had the time to stand up, brace himself, and put a geography book in there, we would have had a different story about him. I think. Yeah, I don't know if we have time, but is, do, do have you guys ever had any uh, positive or negative negative experiences with a magician? Yeah, I wanted to ask you, Alex. I'd never talked to you about magic before. Do you have you ever watched a magic show on TV or many, on YouTube? Yeah, or... many in person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, do you like? Because I love I love magic. Up, I you. still love it now. I think magic is super. It's cool, right? But I mean, this is where me and Joe have a lot in common. Because when I sit there and I look at things, especially like things like magic, I'm sitting there like that's bullshit. This is how he did this. Fucking bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I love magic and I hate magic. So. I remember there used to be a, so when I lived in Boston, I lived in Boston for a long time and there used to be people like on the corner, you know what I mean? Like performing, right? Yeah. Like musicians and magicians. From Boston, you live. Musicians, magicians. what I say earlier? Musicians, musicians. Yes. Musicians. Musicians. Yeah. And them. So I ran across <laughs> one of them 
and we slept together. Um, <laughs> and that's the story. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, folks, it's been a Dylan. Dylan's yes. been <laughs> been great, guys. No, but I, I don't know. I remember being being on the street, and this was in this was in Coffee Square, and there was there was a person that was doing magic tricks, card tricks, right? And I was watching them perform, and there was a person that approached them and started calling them out openly in front of the whole crowd, right? And there was I mean there was a solid like 10, 15 people there, and there was a per there was a, I don't know like a like a fucking MythBuster for Christ's sake, just jumping there. I was like, no, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. Yeah. And, the and that is like, a bad Ugh. move. <laughs> as magicians go, like even though magicians mostly know how each other do tricks, as another, as you're a fellow magician, you don't call a guy on his trick in public. No, no. absolutely not. No. Well, here's the pisser. You the don't. guy proved them. He proved he proved them outright. He, he he the guy. I again, this was I was probably like 17, 18 years old, and the guy the guy comes up, starts calling him out about his trick. It was a you know just a basic fucking you know pick a card any card type trick, right? Yeah. Guy calls him out. After the guy calls him out, the guy was like, oh, well, you don't believe me. Well, if that's the case, sir, pick a card. Like, type shit, you know what I mean? And the guy picked the card. And he mind-boggled. Completely fucking blown away. This debunker, this mythbuster, this fucking Jamie Oliver piece of shit fucking came (laughs) over here and was like, oh, you're wrong. You don't do magic. You don't know what magic is. And the guy's like, the fuck I don't. Pick a card. Picked this card, completely boggled his mind. And I'm sitting there like, wow, good for him. Because right? mm. I'm sitting in my brain very quietly, like everything yeah. you're doing is bullshit. But this guy had the balls to go up to this man and be like, "You're wrong. Magic is bullshit. Everyone watching you is stupid. This is why." Right? And then the magician proved that guy wrong. So I'm like, "Holy fucking shit! Magic's real." I don't know. I felt like I, <laughs> That's I, awesome. felt like I was in a Disney movie. I don't know. Dude. <laughs> that is no, awesome. I like that. And also, I like, that a lot. The, like the the strength of that guy to be like, because if I, if that was me, I'd be like. Ugh. I'm caught. Like, get away yeah, from me. I would no. start panicking. No, he did not panic. He pulled out a, a better trick to try yeah. to fuck this guy. Well, that was just it. Can you imagine how many hecklers this guy has ha- had to deal with, right? In order to be as pronounced as he was to completely, mm-hmm. completely fucking Heisman this guy's entire fucking argument. Yeah. Like, that, that was, that's cool to me, right? That is cool. So, well, it is similar to stand up in that way where like uh, for uh, being a musician or a magician or a musician, I'm you have to practice person. your art at home all the time alone right. to be able to practice it. Uh, but when you're in public, if you're a magician or a stand up comedian, you have to be rolling with the punches all the time. Yep. If you're in the middle of playing a song and someone interrupts you, it's always their fault and right. you need to finish your song. Right. If they interrupt your magistrate and they go, that's bullshit. I can see the man behind the curtain. You have to be willing to not only roll with the punches, but act on the fly. Same right. thing if you're heckled as a comedian, you have to be able to roll with it there. And your art only works with crowd reaction. Yep. You can you can record a beautiful piece of music. If no one hears it, it's still beautiful music. Absolutely. If you perform a magic trick to no one or you tell a joke to no one, it's nothing. I agree with you. You have to have the audience there. And that's part of it. And that's the same thing. It's like that, that kind of that tiered system of like being a badass or being like a card showman you know what i mean like this guy was a fucking badass and who knows if he's ever going to go on tv or whatever don't know the guy's name whoever the fuck he is respect to him but like it's it's just insane to have that much like gumption to sit there and be like oh yeah you're gonna talk shit to me in any situation and now i'm gonna prove you wrong now you're wrong. Now you're the asshole, and you're trying to make me. Oh out to God, be the those moments and in think, life are just so fucking great. Sa- so the best. book, the book, you can't, you can't pay the for whole it. Just book to... with fucking Chris, dude. Yep. You know, it's the same situation. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's fucking sweet to me, man. 
I don't know. But yeah, that's my only run-in, at least, you know, up in the forefront of my brain with a fucking magician that I actually give a fuck about. Well, you're lucked out. If you have a, a bad run-in with a magician, you end up with your pants gone and your wallet's gone. <laughs> that's a great, that's that's a a great run-in. I mean, jokes aside, a lot of magicians who are the best in the world at sleight of hand are adept at being pickpockets. I mean, they can take you the, your watch off your hand. They can take you all your pocket. So that's mm. the whole thing I was talking about earlier, which is using those powers for another word for good rather than for evil i can make you believe i'm talking to your dead grandmother i can steal your wallet you don't even know i'm there but instead of using that to steal your money i'm going to use it as a show like isn't this fun like isn't this interesting Mm. and then you openly say here's your watch back and it's all been a good show and please you know you know you know tip me if you think it was fun like that's 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 the way to handle it and that's why i respect the fuck out of people because they they practice so hard at those at their craft and they could easily use it to deceive people and steal and spread, you know, it's bad shit through the universe. Bad and instead people, they use yeah. it to entertain people and make things interesting and fun and show kids right. that the world can be exciting and weird and show adults that they're dumb. It's all, it's all great. <laughs> that's hey, why y'all. it's even worse when they use that power for evil and they just rob people and right. steal shit. You know? And that's why magicians games. get so upset about it. One of Houdini's best buddies was the, uh, the, head of like the department of defense or something like that for 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 great britain and they think that he spied on russia they do think that yeah i actually heard that he did use his powers just like the men who stare at goats to go do some military intel (laughs) well well here's what i want to pull back so you gotta pull this up yeah here's what i want to pull back is that there well i heard about that too and i was looking into it and i was like that's interesting because all that you know his his ability to get out of danger and you know all his crazy stunts Mm. you could pull all things that you can imagine, you know, being James Bond tied up to that chair. If he was Houdini, he could get out of it and get away. <laughs> no, we don't know what uh, he's going to do. Maybe he would just take don't, it. So that's what it takes. But actually, don't forget what we said earlier, though. It's all it's all part of the show. Harry Houdini couldn't break out of real Russian prison, real Russian prison, because he wasn't put in the gulag for real. He was put <laughs> there as a stunt, and he he is the best marketer and personal spokesman of anyone in all time and i'm so glad you brought that up dylan because i have the quote here from actually james randy the amazing randy when they asked him they said we heard harry houdini was part of a spy service and worked for the uk what do you think of that and he goes if harry houdini was a spy everyone in the world would know about it because he'd be talking about it every day (laughs) he was an amazing magician but he was not humble he would be like, I'm the best spy mm-hmm. in the universe. Let me steal your, your credentials from the back of your ear. <laughs> and like That's I said earlier. He did, but there's different between, you know, he could take a punch, but he couldn't beat, he couldn't beat Jack Dempsey in the ring. You know what I mean? Like it, it's specific, amazing things that are tailored up. <laughs> and that's what magic is. I can do the specific thing and make you believe I'm invincible. But you can't take four punches to the appendix when you're sitting down. You just can't. It's not the everything, same thing. Everything you just said ma- would make him an amazing Russian spy. <laughs> just throw that out there, dude. I mean, because they be think real. they think exactly. he's a crazy marketer. Exactly. Exactly. If he, never if he really, if he really did do it, um, then he truly is a genius because he left no evidence at all. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you, he's Houdini. Now you see the evidence, now you don't, right? Isn't Houdini didn't even do that. Who did that? What's the now you see it, now you don't? Does anybody know that? Is that a thing? Or is that from a show? Like it has thing? to be from something, it's but it's probably so universal. the most yeah, yeah. I mean right. abracadabra alakazam. Well, have you ever heard of that? Well, that's, shut the fuck up, man. I'm asking questions. I want knowledge. <laughs> now you right? see it, now you don't. What the fuck? Abracadabra. I pulled I rabbit like out of the hat. Houdini-esque thing. I've said it Did you ever see the one where the guy pulled the rabbit out of the hat? It was fucking crazy. 
dude. I I hate you. I hate hey, you. Hey, so Joe, you never you never mentioned what when's the last time you had your fucking mind blown by magic? Uh, last time I had my mind blown by magic. So I haven't seen uh, live magic in a really long time. But when I was growing up, I'd watch it all the time. And I went from, you know, the kid <laughs> stage of being like, oh, how'd they do it to growing up and being like they did it in this way. And this is why I appreciate illusionists or magicians so much is the exact reason there are people call me out and they think like, come on, man, don't you just want to believe in something wild and crazy? Like, why couldn't it be magic? I'm like, like you're so boring. Like it must suck if you if your life must be so fucking boring and lame. If you really can't believe in a little bit of magic, a little bit, like why can't, why do you have to just call me? That's the beauty of it. They're admitting <laughs> that it's not real, and then you watch it and you still can't explain why. It's fucking amazing. That's the trick. The trick isn't I actually have magic. Look, a sparrow. Look, a hundred dollars for me. <laughs> if that was actually it, you'd be like, that's kind of cool because you have magic. But the trick is that you have a magical ability. You're not skilled or talented. You just have magic. The skill is these guys dedicate their lives to making it look like they have supernatural powers and they look you in the face and they go, watch for the part where I trick you. And then you never find it. It's the best. They're so good at it. So the most recent one I've seen is uh, I like to watch the show Penn and Teller's Fool Us, which Penn and Teller are two of the best magicians in the entire world. They've been doing it for years and years and years. And they have a reality show where they bring on magicians and then they perform a trick for the crowd the crowd is obviously full of people who might like magic, but mostly it's probably like an American Idol crowd. They all go like, oh, I did it. Whoa, how do you do it? <laughs> they have no idea at all. No way. They could just lie to their face and they'd have no idea. But they're, st- they're sitting on a stage in front of two people who are two of the best magicians of all time. So they know almost how every trick is gone. The show is based off the idea that if they tell you, they, they honestly can't tell how you did the trick, you win like, hundred grand and you get on the next round and at the wow. end of it you can like be part of their show in las vegas so they're not like letting people buy willy-nilly and this guy did a trick on the show where he pulls out a phone book and the trick's all about a phone book and he, and he pulls it out he flips through all the pages he has the the host poke one of the pages and then, and then he, he closes the book up and he rips a phone book in half on stage which is already kind of impressive like oh Mm. yeah and he's not a huge guy you know he's he's decent he's in shape but he just rips the whole phone book and he goes all right here and then he um he throws up all all the pages into the air and he pulls out a a saber and he stabs through all the pages and he pulls it back down and he reads the page and he goes what page number did did i show you was it 700 Was he, he goes, is it 721 or 723? And obviously the host goes, holy shit, it was 723. <laughs> right there. It must have been the other, it was the other side of the page. And they, and they go, oh. And they went to Penn and Teller and they go, and they go you fooled us. We, we couldn't do it. And it, just, it blew my mind that I was like, this guy fooled two of the best magicians in the world on a live stage and a live show. And he had to do it in order to do that. And I was just like, well, how the fuck did you do that? I mean, it's a whole entire phone book. And you know how thick those things are. It's a million pages. The guy looked at her for a second. He had to tear it a half. He threw all the pages in the air and he stabbed it with a fucking sword and he picked the right page. I mean, that's... I don't know how he did it. I'm confused. I didn't know how he did it. That's I magic. Don't. Well, magic. I, I only know how he did it because because I he told me. <laughs> he didn't tell me. He, to, he told the world how he did it on a YouTube video, but I won't, I won't share it to the audience because... You got to watch the you gotta watch a video. That's the whole thing about magic. Watch the video. See how it is. It's impressive. It's amazing. And watch to see how he did it. You won't be able to guess. It's amazing. It's really Explain awesome. Explain this. So, 
Oh, you are oh, talking about what I said. I thought you were about to go off on a tangent. <laughs> I am going to go off a tangent. Oh, okay. okay. The last, do you want to hear about the last time I saw magic or the first time? What one's better? Both. I want to say right, let's hear both. But the last one, so I've lived in Salem, Massachusetts in like 2013 or 14, I think. And anyway, so last year before COVID, I was, we have a lot of homeless people in the center of town and I'd walk back and forth um, there to go to, uh, to, go to work. Me. You meant to say unhoused. <laughs> unhoused people. Yep. They show up, <laughs> just accumulate by the flagpoles. If anyone is a Salem Mass listener, you know, the flagpoles and um, I'm walking through there, seasoned veteran of the, of the fucking city and this this guy in a he's like in his 40s or 50s in a cape maybe maybe not in a cape but he definitely had a cookie monster flat brimmed hat and a black shirt with a lot of gold writing on it and he's like oh sir 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 excuse me i got time i'm like oh, fucking dude no whatever he's like no 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 let me give me one second let me give me one second of time i was like all right yeah sure he's like he's like pick a card and i was like <laughs> oh, <got> me. <laughs> i was like <laughs> that one <laughs> okay uh six of hearts all right he's like don't tell me don't tell me whatever so like he's like put it back in i was like, <laughs> like i just did i was like Another okay all right, i'll put it back in there for you whatever it was and he does this thing and he goes is this your card and i was like yes and he's like welcome to salem brother and that was <laughs> can you <laughs> you're can a you local ex- you've lived there for years he's like welcome to salem you're like yeah yeah, can you explain uh, no, that one yeah, to me, yeah. Joe? Do you have the fucking answer? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm yeah. not a magician. I, I'm not I either. Don't I don't have the answer. I know he did that. He Amazing. fucking picked the card. He shuffled the deck a million times. He fucking did his thing. Don't mm-hmm. have the answer to that one. My first, which is fucking hilarious, because yes, Alex or Skip, you fucking pointed out perfectly. I've lived there longer than fucking probably yes. I was like, welcome to Salem, brother. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Yeah. appreciate him to go home back now to, to my apartment now i, I appreciate it that's it if that's his hustle though he's like oh, i'm hey. gonna do magic so i'm in salem i'm like that's a good thing you walk from danger <laughs> he's forcing yeah, right. magic right he's forcing yeah, if you do that same trick in salem it's got a lot Honest more going for it and then yeah, he runs the squad afterwards he's like welcome to salem like yeah the, yeah all right Thanks. And he's repping the Cookie Monster flag. Yeah, he, he, pulls like, he, he, he turns the Cookie Monster hat around like Ash Ketchum. And he's just like, <laughs> Welcome to Salem. <laughs> Welcome to Salem, brother. Is this your card? <laughs> it was good. I was like, it, it just was good enough to be like, that was pretty fucking funny. Right? Like, just because it's you and you're not trying to be funny, it's funny. You know, I, I first one developing a cool talent instead of being like, yo, man, give me fucking blood, man. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't, you know, knocking people for asking for money, but like, if some guy's like, hey, man, fuck you. Uh, give me a dollar. You know what? You don't have a fucking dollar. Or the guy's like, welcome to Salem. I'm going to be like, dude, nice. That's yeah. money for a scratch. Take some money. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. deserve it. You, you worked for that shit. I really did. Yeah, it was girl. good. Um, I, I did appreciate that guy. I still see him all the time. He just doesn't remember me. Um, it's me. <laughs> remember? It's me. Remember the six, six of hearts? Six of hearts. Six of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> So. He just keeps welcoming you to Salem, brother. You're like, I live right there. Dude. Yeah. Where am I? <laughs> Every day is it just has no idea who I am. Um, so <laughs> he has short-term memory loss, but he never forgets the best card trick of the all best time. card trick of all time. He keeps blowing minds, but the one mind he can't unblow is his own. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Well, if you guys come visit, we'll find a man because he's always there. I want to meet. 
he's always up to trouble man he's always by the dumpster smoking something a classic uh unsealed i mean it's still sealed deck of cards and be like Sealed deck dude if we could get him on the pod that'd be a whole another level yeah, unpredictable another, i mean i'm just on here right now I'll, I'll go find him <laughs> i'm down I, I i you've spent enough time by the polls y'all you will know his oh, alex has you, spent plenty of time by the polls you. dude <laughs> all <laughs> kinds all kinds all kinds i will go find this poll man i found every find other the one man. i totally will you got I, I I can draw him like a like an FBI artist. That's the best I can do for you. Please sketch Could artist. You yep. I walk around stealing. Hey, have you seen this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Likes to pull the six of hearts. Yeah, yeah he's, he's holding the card in the, in, yeah, the yeah, in the sketch. Exactly. <laughs> he's got the glove with the with the cut off fingers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to go home. Oh my baby. Oh my. All right, let's wrap this thing up, boys. Final let's thoughts on Houdini. <laughs> Final thoughts on Houdini is that my last fucking story that you didn't fucking ask about was, about oh, I'm sorry. Like I'm five, sorry. and I'm going to make it short, is same thing. I had two tricks I got to do at a birthday party for my cousin Dominic. They hired a magician, and I went there thinking that I'm going to get a free Power Wheels out of this. He's going to make a Power Wheels for me. You know, the things you ride in when you're five that are have battery powered you know car pow pow power wheels for weeks i knew a magician was coming and i was like i'm gonna get a power wheels so he's like santa kind of you had this whole plan in your head that he was gonna magically do this is the first time in my life i was disappointed oh dude no man you think no, that's no, sad? i will that's never hilarious. forget how sad <laughs> and anxious i was you, you're using it as a genie situation oh, genie. <laughs> i, I gotta yes. make a good wish here is my only chance to get a power wheel <laughs> yes i was 100 percent sure i could get a power wheels out of this guy no question <laughs> not even a thought in my head that this is, this is gonna go so all that happened was um uh, he called me up to the stage because there was me and he called me and I was so excited to go up there and get a fucking power wheels in the sky. And, and what he did is he, um, <laughs> first thing is he had me, uh, he held up a deck of cards or two cards like this or a card, whatever it was. And he said, say bang. Kai, you stop that. Oh, Look at it. Just yeah. remember, don't tell me when it's very quiet. Shh. Remember it. Will you remember that when you see it again? Yeah. All right, Dylan, do you know anything about guns? No. I got a gun here, Dylan. Since I was in the first grade, Take- I, point your finger at the cards and say bang. And oh, I said bang, and then bullet hole in the card. <gasps> and I was like, oh. holy shit. <laughs> I, and I, I really felt something. If you had any doubt that you were going to get power wheels, he just <laughs> now it's even better. He's like, well, yeah. obviously, this is all the proof I yep. need. And I got to exactly, I got to keep that card. And then, then he did one more trick with me is that I got to put my finger in, in like a, like a guillotine. Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, hey, kid. Now uh, you see it. Now you don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, uh, say bang. <laughs> Give me your finger, kid. Give me your finger and say bang. Yeah. Happy and don't say anything else. Only say bang. Even when your mom asks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So. <laughs> Please. What ended up happening is I put my finger in that thing and then I pushed out like a pussy and I quit before he dropped the guilty. i my pants. <laughs> Hold on. What'd you do? 
You put your finger in that thing and then you bust out like a pussy digit. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was hoping for that actually. Oh god. He was going to drop the the blade on my finger and cut my yeah. finger off and I said, "Yeah, no. Fuck this." <laughs> you didn't want this. a hot wheel. You didn't want to you didn't want a power wheel that bad. I guess I didn't want a power wheels bad enough cuz the third trick oh, could have been a free power wheels, but I'll yeah. never find out. <laughs> never find out. Oh fuck. And that is my oh. first time seeing a magician. And I, I got to do the, my first walk of shame oh, down the stage because I said, I'm, I'm too scared okay. to do the trick. I'm not too, doing it. Too scared to have a power wheel. Yep. This is, I don't deserve this. Yep. And I got oh, to go home wait. with no power wheels and uh, not have the trick done where then they called, he called someone else up at the same age and they did it. And it just like cut off a carrot or something. Yeah, that was my uh, my two magician experiences. Calls up the other kid. I'm gonna make a power wheel appear. Yeah. God, <laughs> I would imagine if that happened. As soon as the kid goes up in the finger, he goes, "My finger's fine." And he goes, "Here's your power wheel." <laughs> yeah, like oh, down there. Should have tried harder. You were like, "No, nah. <laughs> son of a." Yep. And the I'll best part about the it, the again. best part about it is I went to my cousin's birthday party thinking I'm getting a $400 fucking toy. <laughs> <laughs> like what a is selfish you, asshole. You said, oh, it's you, kids shit. You know, you're always selfish when you're a kid. Like, yeah, I'm getting toys out of this birthday party. It's not about Dominic. It's about yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, damn right. That is probably going to wish for like a, a Power Ranger doll and i'm gonna wish for a full power wheel but also thinking that the magician could give me anything in the world i could have chose a fucking cruise ship and i was like nope power wheel need it need that don't nope never doesn't get any better than a power wheel nothing's bigger or better but give us your i mean give us your final thoughts on harry houdini listen i think he's a fucking asshole to be completely honest with you he didn't show up for his i will he didn't show up for his alive wife during the seance fucking garbage move strike one who the fuck, how are you going to act like that? You're going to pretend to get out of things and trick people all day long. Who does that for a living? Huh? Stockbrokers? Who are you? Some piece of shit? Some fucking asshole? Oh, I get out of handcuffs. Oh, you're a fucking jerk off. Right? And then the third thing, you want me to fucking wrap it all? He's fucking dead now. And I'm not. So fuck him. All right? <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you for scathing, having me. Scathing, scathing. And <laughs> very endearing to the audience, as you thank, always are. Yeah, thank you for having me very much. No, he, an amazing, <laughs> an amazing magician. Obviously, again, like we've you've said it multiple times though. Like we, we people are practicing his tricks to this day. And that's I mean, what what the fuck else do you have to say? People again in the in the world of music, people are still repeating songs from people like Bobby Caldwell, Whitney Houston. You know mm. what I mean? Replaying mm. their songs over and over again and making them whether or not you perceive them as better, they're making them again and people are still listening. People are still practicing these tricks. People are still acting on what he did first, which makes him the greatest that has ever done it, period. You know, people who have been on the TV now since I've been a kid, you know, Chris Angel, fucking who's uh, David Blaine? Mind freak. Mind freak. <laughs> you know, people have had TV David shows. Blaine's the shit. Yeah, he's great. Guy's a fucking lunatic. But mm -hmm. again, he does. He's done shit that Harry Houdini's done fucking time and time again, and they're still being practiced. So I mean, respect to Harry. I really wish he would have came back for fucking what's her name, Gretchen. What the fuck's that girl's name? Bess. Wife? Bess. Yeah, fucking good old Bess. He should have came Bess. back for her. Yeah. Whatever. Same thing. You know, starts with a B, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I don't know, man. He he was he was awesome. I know nothing coming into this podcast about Harry Houdini, and now I've learned something. So thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> for sure i mean that that's i mean we usually know nothing going in either it's just a topic we're interested in and then 
we learned about it. I mean, we're talking right now, like we know about Harry Houdini. I didn't know much about him a couple of days ago to the point that I know now. And I, I didn't really know now. So I'll, I'll do my little final thoughts here. Yeah, I, I mostly agree with you, Alex. I just think, yeah, he's an impressive guy. Obviously, uh, we wouldn't even know about him now. I mean, I don't know about anyone from the early 1900s if you weren't a president or a robber baron or <laughs> a leader of a nation. So if you can be a guy who got out of handcuffs, it's pretty impressive that we still know yep. about you now. And it's because of the fact that people, like you said, are still doing his tricks and things like that. And obviously it's a shame that he died by getting punched in the stomach. It kind of reminds me of Steve Irwin getting killed by Aww. Stingray, where it's like you spend your whole life in the, in the mouth of a crocodile. And then, you know, you get the Stingray in your heart, but ultimately it is like the kind of, uh, forgive me. I'm not trying to be funny. You live by the sword, you die by the sword kind of thing where it's like, he was, digging himself out of a grave being dropped upside down into a tank of water with handcuffs on i mean he could have died any number of ways <laughs> and eventually you know his his magic got to him to the point where stupid college kids thought he really was a magic person and they could punch him in the stomach without you know repercussions and he went out that way and he didn't just go out that way he went out trying to still perform on stage and collapsing and i think that's the true magician in him that not only could he do feats that were possible by humans only if you dedicate yourself that way but dedication goes to the point where you're gonna die um a couple of days later and the, and the last thing he ever did in public was collapse on stage man well crikey <laughs> come on don't bring him <laughs> up man <laughs> Man, my mother cried when he died. <laughs> I was devastated too. I'm not, I cried. That's what I'm saying. It's just, it's just odd that tears, after man. all the danger you go through, some dumbass kid punches you in the tummy and that's over for you. No, I know. After I know all the shit. Saying. But it really, it really just shows how badass you are that you went through all that shit. And then, you know. The true performer though. You know what I mean? Like he literally Consummate. did it to the very end. To the know, very to, end. To his last breath. Oh, not his last breath, because, you know, you can't really perform in a hospital. But, well, I, I didn't actually mention was, that part of the story, but his, his last words were, um, uh, now you see me. <laughs> I hate this podcast. I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> I romanticize being a carny. I think it's something that just just is full of mystery and fun and cigarettes and alcoholism and and crazy weird shit because weird is better than not weird in my book Agreed. and houdini was the top of the uh cream of the crop as they say in the industry for carnies and, <laughs> and i uh, always say that they always <laughs> and uh and i respect that anybody who brings mastery to their uh to their what they do for a living to have an impact uh on society as a whole and all that type of shit. And I, I just think he's, I think he's cool. I got nothing to say about him besides that. He was he obviously had his little shit, but everyone has their little shit. And, um, and I'm, I'm very pro, uh, very, pro um, I'm very pro um, Steve Irwin. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm team Houdini and team Irwin for the record. Yeah. I mean, I'm kidding. I mean, I'm very pro Houdini. I think he's cool. I think that that's a great <laughs> wrap it up. I think Houdini's the shit. Um, Alex, thank you for coming on, coming in the basement rather, and hey. hanging out with me and Dylan. We really appreciate you hanging with us and fucking thank around, and talking to us and all that shit. You were a fucking My awesome guest. who was seriously fun to have on here. We made. I for couldn't agree more. Absolutely. So the best so, conversation we've had so far, no question. Appreciate Yeah, Man, for real. Out.
Yep. Could you could you please tell the people how to find you? Because if you guys don't already know mm. from the beginning of the podcast, I mean, this guy makes music. He's fucking awesome. I've known him for years and years and years. And I thought he was good even back then. And he was sucked back then. He's amazing now. You gotta listen to his new <laughs> shit. Shucks. Get out of it's here. All, I'm kidding, folks. He's, he's really talented. Thank you, man. Thank you. How no, do we find I, you, Alex? Yeah, no, if you, if you, if you want to look me up, every, literally everything, look up Skip Ruiz with two Ps. S-K-I-P-P-R-U-I-Z. You'll find me on Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook, all the, all the things. I mean, look me up if you want. If you don't, I mean, then don't. If you do, then do. I don't know. I just make music and, you know, smoke butts and, you know, come on this podcast and talk about Houdini and then leave and then question my life. And then yeah. And then he feigns one. modesty at the end. He's really fucking good. People show <laughs> check him out. I'm going to put it. I'm going to put all the links right here. So everyone can check him out. If you're not listening to it on audio, check him out. Skip Ruiz, SoundCloud. It's awesome. He's got a couple podcasts of his own. He's been recording. He's going to get back into it, you know, and it's awesome. So all his music, he's a talented dude. Check him out. He's gracious enough to show us out. And if you can tell, you know, he's a fun dude to hang out with. So um, please, please come back on again. If you, if you have the Thank time, you. we'll talk about whatever you want, Alex. We I would literally on. fucking love to. Anything Thank but you so much, Houdini. Man. God forbid Houdini ever again. I want to fucking puncture my own ass with this. <laughs> like a milk guys. can. Like Just like a milk can. Dude, you ever butt chug an entire milk can full of fucking Keystone Light? Have you ever? Mm-hmm. I'd rather get buried in a whale like no seriously though thank you thank you both very much for having me man i had i had a blast i do appreciate it thank you very much man thanks for being on no of course thanks for being on and we will see you soon thanks so guys thanks guys later yeah i'm gonna end recording oh he left say bye to the folks would you he he left you do it oh (laughs) sure (laughs) that's the dylan and joe basement podcast thanks for joining us today with our buddy skip Honestly, whatever the hell you I like Skip, me. man. Dude, you like Skip's it? Hey, listen, awesome. man. Use my stage name. Listen, this is old. this is for personal publicity for me. I don't give a fuck about your podcast. So I oh, we know, we know. This. Yeah, I'm doing this for me. It's the evolution of advertising. I mean, I've gone through this a million times with different companies where they're like, let's be Eric the Flying Man. Is that what you said? Or Weiss the Flying Boy? What'd you say? Eric the Flying Prince. <laughs> okay, I'm close. Eric the, the Prince. He's royalty. Weiss the Flying Boy. I, mean, I love Eric. Weiss the Flying Boy. I love it. <laughs> no, 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 Weiss. <laughs> This is too, again, it's, it's too ethnic for uh, 1875. Eric sounds okay at the time. Yeah. You know? yep. So Eric, oh, Eric the Flying Boy? <laughs> what you said before when I said is Prince. <laughs> Eric the Flying Prince. Okay, all right. We already did that one. He butt chugged a whole, a whole milk, milk tin of Keystone Light. That's what, that's what he did. Houdini. He said, You've seen me escape the beer, but can the beer escape me? <laughs> Harry Hardini, everybody. Super Hardini. Also a musician. Uh, musician? A musician? That's a musician. musician Ooh, and a new- magician. I know. New. Don't that's a new it. it's a new thing you it's just a, it's, it's a new thing just like a, it's a new thing just like a like a salamander if you will but we're gonna move on i know dude why'd you bring me why am i here why am i here don't let me sit don't please dude listen my life's going to shit just continue with the fucking harry Houdini <laughs> podcast his last words were um uh, now you see me <laughs> <laughs> I hate this podcast. I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> Welcome to Salem, brother. <laughs>